Welcome to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. From the high desert in the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening or good morning as the case may be across all these time zones stretching. Commercially, from the Hawaiian and Tahitian Islands out west eastward to the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands, south into South America, north, definitely all the way to the pole. And worldwide, on the Internet, this is Coast to Coast AM. I'm Art Bell. Glad to be here this morning. It's going to be open lines all night long. And in the next hour, I may open the Antichrist line. I've been kind of working up to this now for a while. Spurred on by my audience made the suggestion. Matter of fact, uh, it was Jim in Vancouver who made the original suggestion that uh, we open an Antichrist line. And this all came from discussion about uh, whether the Antichrist, many, many, many people believe the Antichrist is now alive. Now, that kind of turned into a discussion the other night of, well, if he is, what do you think he is doing right now? And that's still a really good question, by the way. What do you think he's doing right now? The Antichrist, if he's out there. And that evolved into, well then, why not open a line? I know there are those out there who believe they are the Antichrist, and maybe they are. And maybe they're not. Maybe they're uh, deluding uh, themselves in some way. Maybe they're experiencing some sort of mental illness, elevator, not going to all floors, that sort of thing. And maybe the real thing is out there. Hmm. We'll see. Regular news, eight states held primaries Tuesday night. California dominated the political landscape with an open seat for governor and the U.S. Senate and two far-reaching ballot initiatives to weaken organized labor's political muscle and eliminate bilingual education. Monica Lewinsky has sacked her lawyer, Ginsburg, hired two more. The special prosecutor says he welcomes their presence. Independent counsel Kenneth Starr asked the Supreme Court uh, Tuesday to rule on whether or not Secret Service employees in a White House aide must testify before a grand jury. There I may see a problem. I wonder how the rest of you feel about it. The Secret Service, because of the job that it does, must by its very nature be really, really intimate with the President and the First Family. It's just the way it is. And of course they are charged with protecting other heads of state who come here from elsewhere. And I'm not altogether sure that they uh, should testify. They, they probably should have some sort of immunity. 
I mean, if you go to the basic question of what they're required to do, what their job is, and if the president has to worry that the man who is standing there, um, and it is a big intrusion into a private life, no question about it, that that man, uh, who always has to be present, could be required to testify about anything. I, I don't know that that is such a good idea. What do you think? Shuttle on the way to Mir. Mir is stabilized. It should go okay. India and Pakistan are now capable of arming warplanes with nukes and uh, probably will be able to deploy warheads on missiles in a year or two. This is from the Clinton administration. Right? Phil Hartman's wife confessing to a friend that she killed the comic actor, but the man didn't believe the distraught woman until he arrived at the couple's home and found the body. So there you have it. Uh, she apparently confessed to this in a phone call. C-SPAN tonight ran something on the year 2000 problem. For those who thought Gary North was way over the line, an awful lot of what uh, was heard on C-SPAN should have scared you in exactly the same way. Uh, by the way, again, with respect to the nuke, Senator uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan on Fox News Sunday said, quote, We're closer to nuclear war than at any time since the Cuban Missile Crisis. End quote. And here I've got a very interesting article. We were talking about earthquakes, as you know. I suspect strongly, and I'm not afraid to say, because as far as I can see, the rest of the media is, that there is at least a possibility that the uh, India and Pakistani nuclear testing caused the Afghan earthquake. Nobody wants to talk about that. And I'm sure there are lots of political reasons why they now think about 5,000 died in that earthquake and if one were to even suggest the possibility that an earthquake could be caused by a nuke detonated underground, that would make it an entirely different argument, wouldn't it? And so I think the media is intentionally staying away from even speculating about it for that reason. Now, what does that say to you? Did you know that the Russians were uh, working on a bomb uh, that would uh, uh, have actually uh, the ability to penetrate deep in the earth dropped from an airplane specifically to cause an earthquake. Did you know they were working on that? <laughs> well, they were. They spent years working on it an atomic bomb that would uh, be dropped specifically to cause an earthquake, to trigger an earthquake. Now, I suspect we're working on it, too. And that's a, a weapon of war. In other words, earth movement or the, um, the production of earth movement of an earthquake at the right moment 
could be every bit as deadly as something detonated above ground, but you'd have a lot of, lot of advantage, really. If you caused a giant earthquake with an A-bomb or an H-bomb, you would cause incredible devastation, like a bomb, except your bomb would not be radiating. It would have gone underground, done its work, caused an earthquake, and you would have devastation and death, just the way you would if you uh, dropped a bomb, minus the radiation. So I, I've got information right here uh, from the Associated Press that indeed the Russians had been working on it. And you know if they are working on it, we have worked on it, or we are now, <laughs> right? Am I right? I'm afraid I am. Anyway, open lines coming up. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. This is going to be a completely uh, open line night. Anything you want to talk about is fair game. So let's see where to begin. East of the Rockies, you are on the air. Oh yeah, this is Frenchy. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. All right. Hey, you had a guy on the other night that was talking about these ferrets. The the animal guy. Yeah. He had a, he had a good laugh on him. He must be a big hardy guy or something. Yeah, he's, uh, if you could see his photograph, um, he's got a lot of facial hair, big beard. God, when he laughed, he's like, he's like, the, like Santa Claus. Laughing. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like you're looking at Mr. Outdoors when you see him. I mean, he, he looks the part. He sounded very healthy. Mm hmm. Yeah, he said. And oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of glad you mentioned it because I now have two PETA people that, you know, PETA, right? Peter as in. No, PETA. 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 Uh, people eating tasty animals. Uh, <laughs> Peter. Uh, anyway, uh, two, right, yeah, Peter two, two Peter people who want to come on and debate him, and I lost his number. Oh gosh! So when I get it, I'm going to set set up that debate. Listen. Yes. He had the, uh, the the ferrets eating faces. Yeah, ferret eating face. Uh, and then, face eating ferrets. I think it was about, I don't know, some time ago you were talking about this woman who was sitting on a porch and a pig ran across the lawn and jumped up on a porch and bit her vigorously. That's right, and I think that that pig had to be shot by a cop. Uh, you know, I called up Vince in Chicago and, and we checked the journals and everything else out, and uh, we couldn't figure out what part of the, the medical journals, what part of the anatomy that vigorously was. <laughs> good, 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 goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Uh, it's uh, something below the kneecap and above the ankle. That's where the vigorously area is. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello, Art. Hello. Let me get this radio off. I got it. Okay. Good. This is Nick from Oak Harbor, which is on Whidbey Island. Hi, Nick. Which is near where the latest crop circles are. Well, crop circles, maybe. You know, there's uh, more evidence now pointing toward uh, two rather terrestrial possibilities. One, uh, high winds, very unusual high winds, and the other, uh, a fertilization error. 
So we're, we're not yeah. sure yet. Okay, well, that's one of the things I wanted to report to you. Um, the article in the Whidbey News Times as of last Saturday talked about uh, the farmer who owned the field who admitted that there had not been uh, cow manure placed in that field for over two years. Uh-huh. Okay, that's number one. Yeah. In the second place, we had no extremely high winds at the time that this was supposed to have been formed in that area. Well, right? there are still unexplained things about it. I, I'm just saying that uh, the people I've been hearing from have been suggesting that they think it's leaning in that direction. Well, I, I can understand that, but, um, you know, we live right here, and uh, the I went down and interviewed some uh, people from there, um, we were down there two days last week, uh, Thursday and Friday, as a matter of fact. No, Friday and Saturday, I'm sorry. And? And took some pictures, of course, and all the rest of it. And when we talked to, I interviewed a lady who said that um, she talked to people who had seen the area Wednesday of the uh, previous week, and it wasn't there, and a man who saw it Thursday afternoon. Oh, look, it's entirely possible it, it was formed quickly. Now, I'd be the last one to say not. I, I, I don't want to take your crop circle away from you. <laughs> but uh, I'm simply saying, and I talked to Peter Davenport earlier this evening, that we're sort of leaning toward a natural explanation of some sort as opposed to, you know, them. Wild card line, you're on the air. Good evening, Mr. Bell. Good evening to you. It's been quite a while since I've spoken to you last. How long is Robert. it? Robert. Robert, yes. Your dementia traveler. Oh, yes, that Robert. This Robert. Good to hear from Good you again. Good evening to you. Good evening. Well, I'm uh, presently in Los Angeles. And I'm quite fascinated with the political process here. In L.A.? <laughs> political in, process in, in L.A.? This, in this United States. So you're supposed to be calling on the Antichrist line. Why? Well, the, you talked about political process in this country. That's true. That is a... Uh... <laughs> Seriously, though, it's, uh, it's very interesting yep, because where I come from, our government is uh, primarily libertarian. Another dimension. Yes. So that where does that leave us libertarians in this dimension? Hopelessness? I mean, no, the only time we're going to get to libertarianism is in another dimension? No, the, uh, you have quite a, um, quite a good chance of it, actually. If you were to, if all of the people who claimed that they were throwing away their vote by voting libertarian were to do so, you'd have the same government that I do. Well, I don't claim that at all. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm no, I know quite a number, Quite a number of people, um, you know, I've heard on uh, your talk radio stations. Well, I think that attitude is changing a lot. Yes, I, it is. I think that no, a lot of people are beginning to conclude uh, they are not going to throw away their vote, and they are not going to vote for either one of the existing two same... Same old, same old. Right. Yes, we had a uh, we had our primaries in uh, several of our states, also. Yes, I know. And the oh, the Native American Party, as you would call it here, is getting closer. 
They uh, they only fell off by 243 votes this time. Yeah, but basically, of, it, uh, yeah, Arizona. but it basically, it's still the person with the most money that wins. Not where I come from. Well, that's another dimension. We are. <laughs> <laughs> Though I was I was pleased to see that your people are um, in California are making the same inroads because the two most uh, wealthy people running for uh, the governor lost to the one with the least uh, funds and least charisma, for what I could gather, Well, uh, and in Gray Davis. If, if that's true, then there, there really is a turnaround, and then maybe Francis Barwood in Arizona has a pretty good chance. Well, I wanted to also bring up um, something disturbing. On my show, something disturbing? Yes, oh, no. Yes. All we have is good news here. <laughs> okay, Robert, what? Well, this whole situation with India and Pakistan is um, oh, very disturbing. There were, um, I've been gone for a while, back home. To your dimension? Yes. And um, How are India several... and Pakistan doing over there? We don't have any difficulty with nuclear power. Um, matter of fact, nuclear power is just that. It's used for uh, power sources. That's it? That's it. Nobody makes any bombs? No. Uh, as a matter of fact, ha have you considered when, this, when the tests were first being done, see. and there was a possibility that a, uh, you know, when it was discovered that a bomb actually could be made from... You know, Do you realize the risk you're running by being in our dimension? It was Patrick Moynihan, Senator, said the other day, we're closer to nuclear war right now than any time since uh, Cuba. Why do you think I keep a finger on the switch? <laughs> All right, Robert. <laughs> yes, well, you'd have a few minutes warning anyway. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, good evening there, Mr. Bell. This is Ben from Oregon. Hello, Ben. Say, uh, Mr. Bell, you know the uh, forecast made about uh, Fatima? Yes. When I was a little boy... You mean the third terrible secret? Well, before the third... The first two were released, and going to a Catholic school in about 1942 or three. Mm. And the reason I'm saying this is a lady called in and she said, "What can we do about it?" Mm -hmm. Well, there was a prayer at the time, and it went like this: "Dear Lady of Fatima, we come on bended knee to ask your intercession for peace and unity." Sounds like a poem. Yeah, and it, it actually in the. Uh, it was a song, and it says... No, 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 that's, that's sufficient. I, I've got the idea. But the end of it is, um, we come on... Uh, okay, in the end, it, uh, it more or less says, we pledge our love and offer thee a rosary each day. And that was the promise to forestall the uh, Fatima predictions was a prayer to the Blessed Virgin, mm. theory being that being the mother of Christ, a son would be more likely to obey the will of his mother than the will of the people in general. And that was the prayer offered. And this, uh, as I say, this went back to uh, the original uh, predictions in 1914 because I heard it in 1942 when I was in about the third grade. So I thought that I would pass it on to you. And one more thing you might find of interest. Yeah. There are certain long-distance carriers yes. that will ring your number up to 60 times a full five minutes. 
Really? Oh, yes. Oh, I have a really? new carrier, and uh, <laughs> it's the... It's the Christian Di Digital Network. The Christian Digital Network? Oh, uh, yeah, the, uh, it's the Christian. You mean Christian. they're getting into phone companies now? You betcha, and they're advertised on uh, one of your uh, one of your competitor shows there. Uh-huh. And they ring a full 60 times. Well, why, why, why don't they just let it ring and ring until there is, you know, just know. ring and ring and ring? Why not? Well, anyway, i got to go. It's the bottom of the hour. I remember the good old days when they'd let it ring, don't you? Today is silly. This is Premier Networks. That was Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM on this Somewhere in Time. take you back to the past on Art Bell Somewhere in Time. What do you think the Antichrist is doing right now? Well, Art, I think he's probably doing a late night radio program. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, probably next hour I'm beginning to feel like I'm getting in the mood. In the mood for an Antichrist line. And you've got to sort of feel for this delicately and carefully before you decide whether it's a good night to do it. That's the way it is. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. to the phone lines and on the international line you're on the air hello good morning art it's darren in winnipeg winnipeg yes hi yeah Co a little bit cool peg these days cool peg. it's finally it's cooling off up there huh yeah um yeah we're, that's one of the things i wanted to talk about plus i wanted to talk about the uh, nukes and uh, earthquakes but first the the way the weather is up here last week or 
week, about a week or so ago, we had uh, we were getting weather that was like in the high, uh, in the mid to mid seventies, and um, and um, during the day, and now now it's only getting up to the somewhere around the mid to high fifties, and we're somewhere around the mid thirty, mid low thirties in the evenings. Yeah, but good night. lord, good lord, man, you're in Canada. I mean, Canada, yeah. Canada's cold. Yeah, I know, but it shouldn't be this cold at this time of the year, though. Art. It shouldn't. No. No. What normally should you... it's uh, normally it's warmer than this. This is this is. June. Give me a typical temperature for June. Typical somewhere around the um, 75, 77, 78, something Instead, like that. Instead, you're in the fifties, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, or low sixties. Um. Yeah, for high during the day, and um, it just just all of a sudden happened, and um, there are parts of um, Manitoba where they had a little bit of snow overnight last night. Well, I mean, obviously, we're in the middle of a weather change, so... Obviously. Yeah. Anyway, what what else? Um, I wanted to talk a bit about the uh, nukes and um, earthquakes. Yes. Uh, the, first of all, I tend to agree with you on um, it possibly having having an effect. The question is, why won't anybody talk about it? <laughs> well, um, I guess they're scared and they don't want to admit that they're wrong, and... And even even up here, in a in a non-nuclear power like Canada, we don't have nukes. Or well, we have nuclear power plants, like for research and generating electricity and that in some provinces. But we don't have any nuclear weapons, at least not that not that I know of. How do we know that you all up there don't have a secret cache? In fact, how do you know you don't have a secret cache? I don't know. They, they, the government doesn't tell us much up here either. You know, I mean, but, we're going through this big fishing dispute with you on the west coast. You know. Mm-hmm. You never and, know. Uh, you never know how that might spiral out of control. Yeah. And anyway, on the on on our Discovery Channel up here last night. Yes. Uh, okay. They have a program called um, uh, at Discovery Canada. It's a science news program, and yes. one of the segments on it is called "You Asked for It," where viewers can call in or um, write in by email what the question. And what? And the, and the question was. And the question was uh, whether or not. Nukes and earthquakes are related. And the answer was uh, the the uh, the answer that a um, that was given that was uh, no. Although although seismic activity is noticed around the area and that, but uh, it's officially uh, that it doesn't. So that was the answer up here too. <laughs> I see. All right. Well, thank you. Yes, of course. I guess that's what they're going to say. But they're full of it. I think there's every possibility. I mean, look, um, Russia had an absolute program going on for years for years and years, to develop nuclear uh, bombs that would be lowered into the ground or dropped from a plane in a warfare kind of uh, situation, uh, go at least 135 feet down, detonate, and cause earthquakes. That was the entire uh, thrust of their program. And you know if they're doing it, you know we are. You know we are. And to suggest that... Uh, you know, what scientists will tell you, of course, is that the power of a six-point earthquake is just incredible compared to a nuclear detonation underground. Uh, but what they are not acknowledging is the sympathetic theory that, uh, obviously, if you produce a seismic event, four-point-something or another, I think they measured the one in Pakistan, to suggest that could not produce a sympathetic reaction in uh, a fault line, you know, a tectonic movement that's getting ready to move anyway, that's crazy. They're crazy. There's another reason why they're not 
allowing for the possibility that it may be causing earthquakes. It may have a lot to do with, well, we tested here in Nevada near me. I remember when I lived in Las Vegas, when they were doing it, they would uh, give us warnings. People in high places, up on buildings, way up, had to come inside during the time that we were testing, and you could feel the sway in Las Vegas. So, if you could feel the sway in Las Vegas from the test site 90 miles away, don't tell me, don't even try to tell me that there could not be a relationship between testing and earthquakes, because I'm not buying it, because I think there could be. It's just they won't talk about it. It intrigues me. It intrigues me that the major media worldwide won't even talk about it. <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. You, since you were, this is Doug in Colorado. Listen to you on uh, 630K, KHOW. That's the one. Um, that's a, it's funny you mentioned that about Afghanistan, the quakes. That's the first thing I, I, I thought about uh, as well with the earthquake causing that. I mean, uh, the nuclear testing, excuse me. Well, look, uh, check me if I'm wrong here, but that's what everybody's telling me. And, you know, it's, it, is it a little strange that the talking heads who would normally talk themselves to death over something like this aren't even mentioning it? Yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it might take a little bit too much investigating for them, and that's, uh, they don't like to work too hard. Oh, no, I think it might have geopolitical uh, implications that, well, that's, there I said it. That, too. Um, I was wondering if you, you might have spoken to Jim Brickland. Isn't he the uh, geologist that... Uh... Yep. Right. Jim has not commented on it, although I would welcome his comments on it. Uh, most um, geologists are afraid to make such a suggestion. Maybe Jim Brickland, in his retired, who cares what I say kind of uh, mode, might tell us. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> he, he seems to... Uh... Just that, just that way, exactly. He's not afraid of uh, the consequences. And I've listened to him several times. I thought he, he was... Yeah, me too. All right, Jim, if you're out there, um, send me a fax. What do you think? Is it possible, Jim, Mr. Berkland, that a nuclear detonation in the, oh, I don't know, 1820 uh, kiloton range, uh, or megaton, if you talk about what the Indians detonated, could cause a reaction... Uh, not all that far away in Afghanistan that could trigger an earthquake like this. Maybe Jim Berkland, since he's retired, you know, it's really hard to get people uh, who have regular careers now, geologic careers of some sort, to comment on this, because I think it's a political real hot potato, and, and I'm just convinced. So what about you, Jim? Wildcard line, you're on the air. Uh, yes, um, I was going to... Uh mentioned something about the Antichrist? Oh, yes. Oh, what do you, what do you, first of all, do you think the Antichrist is now alive? I'm not sure. You think it's possible? Well, I think it's possible. But I was going to ask you, have you ever um, heard anything about the Bible Code? Oh, of course. I, uh, Michael Drosnan wrote uh, the Bible Code. Right. Well, I came across that on the Internet, and I, I flipped through it, and I found it very interesting, and I was reading all the articles where they had found out that uh, once they believed it to be true and then they found out that that could happen with any text randomly and they used bill gates as an example a lot of people and, think bill gates is the antichrist yeah and they showed that bill gates was uh you know they there were are like, entire websites devoted to the fact that bill gates is the antichrist personally 
I don't think he's that bad at all. I, I have a little anger with him about the first days of Windows 95 and some of the bugs, but the Antichrist, no. Well, the thing that I thought of is when I read that, because I realized that they were making fun, saying that Bill, uh, Bill Gates could be the Antichrist. If you think that's him, you should see what I've got here. What's that? I have, uh, now this obviously uh, has got to be uh, a joke, of course, um, but it says here, Dateline, Redmond, Washington, world leaders reacted with stunned silence as Microsoft Corporation conducted an underground nuclear test at a secret facility in eastern Washington state. The device exploded at 9.22 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, today was time to coincide with talks between Microsoft and the U.S. Department of Justice over possible antitrust action. Um, then it, it supposedly quotes uh, Mr. Gates here as saying, Microsoft is going to defend its right to market its product by all necessary means. Well, he definitely has a lot of power. <laughs> and uh, the, thing, the, the, thing I, the thing that I think, though, is that I don't believe the Antichrist will know who he is. I believe he'll be more like a pawn. But he might know. He, well, might, he might sort of have, you know, the way you have a sense about things. See, that's why I think when I open, what do you think will happen if I open the Antichrist line? I think you're going to get a lot of nuts calling in. Well, there is that. But, I mean, there's also the possibility. You've got to admit, slim though it may be, that the Antichrist is a... By the way, could the Antichrist be a woman? I wouldn't see any reason why not. I, I don't know. I mean, Christ that was a man, right? Yes. So wouldn't it make sense that the Antichrist would be... <laughs> a woman. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, since you've been talking about it the last couple of nights, I decided to do a little bit of reading on it, and I was very surprised because I've heard a lot of people in, in different religions talk about the Antichrist and predict it in the, in the end of the age and everything. But when I turned to a Strong's Concordance, Antichrist is only listed four times. And it's not even in the book of Revelations. It's in the book of First and Second John. Uh -huh. And it's used as uh, just as like a group of people that just don't profess Christ came in the flesh as the Son of God. So, As Antichrist? Yes. Well, in that case, my, it's going to be a hot, busy night. <laughs> what do you, if the Antichrist is alive right now, what do you think she's doing? <laughs> I'm not saying it's a she. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Wouldn't even associate herself with the possibility. <laughs> East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Hello. How are you tonight? Reasonably well. Uh, you you are violating procedure with your radio up, aren't you? No, the radio's down. Oh, that's your dog. That's our, oh, that's our dog, yes. All right, the reason why I called yes. is that um, in 1983, I want to make this real quick. 1983, I checked out a book of Sarasota, Florida, from the library. It was called Philadelphia Experiment. Oh, yes. Now, a few years ago in Fayetteville, North Carolina, I tried to check out this book again. They did not have a copy of it, and they told me they could do a search nationwide to all the libraries in order to borrow this copy for me. Yes. Well, when they did this, I went down a few days later to find out the results, and they told me that no library that they could come across had a copy of the book, that the book did not exist. So I would figure maybe I... Uh, had the title wrong, which I doubt that I did because I know I checked this book out. No, it's called the Philadelphia Experiment. 
Well, I checked it out for two weeks out of the library in Florida back in 1983. Now, I cannot find a copy of this book anywhere, and everybody... All right, well, all right, the best I can do for you, uh, thank you for the call, and I'll do it, is to try and get hold of Al Bielek. It's been a while since I've talked to Al. Maybe too long. Oh, by the way, I've got some news for you. Now that I think about it, I'll hold it till uh, after the top of the hour. But I have some important guest news for you. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. 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 Yes. Hi, Art. How's it going? I got a few things I wanted to talk to you about. First of all, um, that uh, phone ringing thing. What I've read about that is that... What phone ringing thing? Um, you know how... Oh, you mean when you call me? Right. Yeah. Um, what I've read is that uh, it takes a higher voltage for them to make the phone ring, so it costs them less if they cut it off at a certain amount of rings. Oh, that's stupid. That's what I've heard. That's stupid. Yeah. I, you know, the whole idea of cutting it off in the first place is stupid. Yeah. And it's happened since it's we, we broke up the phone company. Yeah. Before then, things were a lot different. Telephones weighed more. They worked better. Yep. Sounded better. Yep. Now, and of course, the other thing, too, is with the black boxes. Uh, that may be another motive behind it is, uh, you know, the black boxes worked by when somebody picked up the the other phone, it would think it was still ringing. And so... That may be another reason for it. Are you a phone hacker? Uh, well, I read 2600. I, I know Eric Corley. You are a phone I mean, hacker. Just sort of casually. But Even knowing that number, it is the number of the hacker. Yeah. 2600. You and I both know it. You should have some hackers on your show sometime. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm already working on it. Good deal. All right. Eric Corley would be interested. i, I got a couple other things for you. I live in Coopville where that, that crop uh, sort of rectangle appeared. Yes. I've seen it. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, the people around here seem to have come to the conclusion that it's it's a combination of the rain and wind. That is a high wind area where it happens to be um, at. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. All right. Thank you. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello there. Art, uh, this is Fritz calling. Ah, Fritz, the unmistakable voice of Fritz. How are you doing? Fine, fine. First of all, I must make a correction. Last week when I, when I said we had 2,066 nuclear uh, explosion, it was 2,056. That's the, the exact count. Plus one Saturday, so that stands 2,057. That's a bunch. Now, I remember April the 26th, 1968, when the largest underground explosion took place in outside Las Vegas. I was in place at 7 o'clock in the morning. I felt the... Where were you? I went outside Vegas. Uh, the place to be, if you really wanted to experience it, was up at the top of a tall building in Las Vegas. And I was... I, I did that several times, and man, I'll tell you, the ground, she rocks now... That's a long way away, Fritz. But you have to realize why I went there, because I knew when we have underground nuclear explosion of any kind, UFOs will show up, and sure they did. Uh, the first thing, uh, this is still, I still have the clipping, uh, 42668 on the sun, UFOs over Venus. So I knew they were over Vegas, too, and sure enough, I saw them. They were right over my head. 
I tried to take pictures, but... Uh, makes sense to me, Fritz. I mean, it flat out makes sense. If they are there, they're definitely going to be interested me, in what we're doing in this area. They, they measure everything. Every time you have an explosion, you watch for UFOs because of earthquake activity. That's common sense. You know, we haven't been exploding nuclear devices underground, and maybe they had just about concluded that we had a handle on it, mm -hmm. and if they did, then what do you suppose they concluded the other day? Well, I mean, they're, they're constantly observing us, and uh, of course, with, with India and Pakistan, this is totally out of control. I mean, you've got two undernourished nations having a game here, who's got the biggest weapon. I mean, it's, it's insane, but remember, we were there with the Russians back 10, 15 years ago. I know, but we, uh, we aren't into martyrdom, and actually, the Russians are not either. Now when you get into nations like Pakistan, that changes. Well, they have a power struggle. It's like children playing with fire. And, of course, the big daddy, that's the United States and, and the Europe the nations, have to come together to stop that nonsense because we've been through for 20, 30 years, the Cold War. We have to graduate and come above that level. Otherwise, like doctor says, you have a, the physicist said, we're going to be a zero. Yeah. Type, we will remain a type zero, zero planet, right. uh, sterile, no doubt, um, at that. That was Dr. Michio Kaku. And, by the way, the scientists that control the atomic clock, that clock which shows how close we are to self-destruction, I guess are having meetings right now, deciding whether to move it closer to midnight. It had backed away a little bit because of what's going on in India and Pakistan. We might get up to about two minutes or even less before midnight. Anyway, one thing's for sure, something's coming, and we're not going back. The trip back in time continues with Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM. More Somewhere in Time coming up.
Premier Networks presents Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. Boy, do I have some big news for you. I just got a message from Robert Ghost Wolf. And I can now confirm for you that Monday, June 15th, at 11 o'clock Pacific, we will have, for as far as I know, one of the first times in broadcast history, two Hopi elders on the program from the uh, Hopi Sinem, the Hopi Nation. Uh, because we want to avoid any pressure or harassment uh, being brought upon them from any source prior to the program, we are not going to give you the names until then. And I'm not even sure about them, but I think I think we may then. Uh, certainly not prior to the program. We don't want pressure, and there will be pressure, I can assure you. The uh, Hopi elders feel that the time of change, the time of earth change, is now so close that they have no choice but to go public. And uh, as far as I know, this will be one of the first times that's ever been done. So it's going to be on this program, June 15th, 11 o'clock Pacific, or otherwise the second hour of the program. Thought you'd be interested. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm Art Bell. I just got a fax from Bill in Anchorage who says, Art, anyone who believes that the India-Pakistani nuclear test caused the Afghan earthquake simply does not understand geology, seismology, or the immense power of earthquakes and the forces required to trigger them. And, I, you know, I get a lot of this. And I understand that is the traditional view, the conventional wisdom view of geologists and scientists, but I think they're full of crap. And I think that nuclear tests... Look, again, I'll say it this way. I've lived here near the test site for a long time. I worked in Las Vegas for well over a decade. Actually, well, well over a decade. And I was in Las Vegas when they did uh, underground testing 90 miles away. And let me tell you right now, uh, the buildings would rock and roll in Las Vegas. I mean, they would issue warnings to everybody outside working on windows or on high-rises or in precarious positions to get the hell inside. They issue, we, I issued those warnings on the radio. And then the bombs should go, and you'd go back and forth, and you'd sway, and there'd be like an earthquake. Now that's 90 miles away, and there's no way anybody's going to tell me that something that can produce that kind of earth movement 90 miles away is not, it doesn't have the possibility of causing a sympathetic fracture, fracture is the wrong word, tectonic plate movement, and causing an earthquake. I'm steadfastly going to uh, uh, stick to my guns on this one. I think it's possible, and moreover, I think it's criminal that the world's media, and I mean the world's media, isn't even talking about it. Something's up. Why wouldn't they talk about it? And then, of course, tonight there is the Antichrist. The Antichrist line. Uh, here is a fact. Art, if the Antichrist is alive at this time, I'd suspect that he's likely sitting on a tropical beach under the shade of a palm, sipping a call, a tall, cool drink and uh, rocking in a rocking chair. 
His business seems to be doing quite all right on its own, or rather with our collective help. So here's somebody who thinks the Antichrist is simply sort of uh, laid back and think, th thinking things are going pretty well for him right now. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. Just so that proper credit uh, or blame is assigned, it was Jim in Vancouver, Canada. That's right, Vancouver, who suggested the Antichrist line. Uh, by writing the following, Hello, Art, love your show. Just comment on the Antichrist. You asked on the air a few nights ago, What do you think the Antichrist is doing right now? It's true, I did. And he says, Well, I feel the Antichrist doesn't even know he's the Antichrist. He won't know until just before the end, just like Judas, who betrayed Christ. Judas himself didn't even know until it was too late. Uh, so he suggested uh, the Antichrist line. Andy in Eureka seconds that and all these other faxes I'm getting. Therefore, why not let us try it? <laughs> I hereby reserve away. What is normally our first time caller line, area code 702-727-1222, and I hereby cancel that line tonight, and I hereby assign it to anybody out there who believes he, or, and I might add, it's eminently possible it's a she. That, that, I mean, after all, Antichrist was a man. The Antichrist could be a woman. Got to consider that possibility. If you think you're the Antichrist, or you even, uh, if you even just a little bit think you're the Antichrist, well, now is the time to call. The Antichrist line is hereby officially open. Now, I no doubt will not begin to answer it until the bottom of the hour because, well, because I'm going to screen the calls to be sure of what I get. Uh, you've got to have, uh, if you've got to have an Antichrist line, you've got to have high quality Antichrist calls. <laughs> uh, they're going to drag me out of here one day. Anyway, uh, there you, there, there you have it. Uh, the Antichrist line, uh, 702-727-1222. Now it's ringing like crazy right now. Already. I was wondering earlier on, would it not ring? Will there not be any out there who will claim to be the Antichrist, or will there be many? I don't know. We'll find out tonight. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. Hello. I'm, I'm laughing because it's Antichrist thing. I'm waiting to see what comes of it. Well, what is your best guess? Uh, you're going to get a lot of calls and there's going to be a lot of kooks. You think so? I think so. Now, the trick is going to be to sift, sift through the kooks. Right. And, and see if you can... You know, there's bound to be one voice in the middle of the night that's going to sound like the real thing. I hope so. You do? Well, I mean, <laughs> I you, don't oh, hope oh, so. Oh, now, listen to you. Well. It sounds like you might be on 
his side. Uh, no way. <laughs> uh, that isn't why I called, though. Okay. I couldn't get through the other night when you had your person on talking about the animals. Ah, yes. And then I believe it was last night you talked about the um, double-sexed polar bears. That's right. Great okay. news, huh? Well, no. Old news. Not, no, it's it's not old news. I mean, they're ha they've had them before, but the incidence of it has gone up by many hundreds of percent. Exactly. And in the last few years, I'm coming from the upstate New York area. There have been born one calf that I know of that was both totally male and female at the same time. Mm. Many other mutations, such as an extra set of legs here and there. One two-headed calf, and killed and documented by Encon... A hunter killed it, a doe with the most beautiful set of antlers you ever saw. Oh, brother. So, I mean, this pollution or whatever it is that's causing this. Better living through chemicals, huh? Something like that. <laughs> it's, and people don't believe it. And, I mean, and this... this you know what I wish? I, I wish that if we would mutate, we would get um, some extra useful appendages. Oh, Okay. Right? This calf was totally healthy. Now, I, I understand, um, and I appreciate your call, but think about it for a moment. If we're going to mutate, how about an eye in the back of the head? How about an arm out of your back? Can you imagine the things that we could do as human beings that we now can't do because we don't have these things? There are other possibilities. Sensory organs placed at different locales. I, I can just imagine all kinds of things, but it probably won't go that way. You know, we'll end up with something horrible. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, Art. How you doing? I'm okay. Listen, of course there's a connection between nukes and earthquakes. You'd have to be a fool to think that there wasn't. Well, but look, have you watched TV? Do you watch CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS? Nobody. Nobody talks about it. Nobody even hints about it. Now, why would that be? Well, I have an idea. Maybe... Maybe this is all some sort of a preemptive measure for some other sort of event. What I do you mean, mean? With all of the earth changes that you hear about, that are predicted, that are prophesied. Um, maybe there is some world government somewhere that knows something, and they're just trying to preempt the inevitable hmm. by blowing it to kingdom come. What do you think the Antichrist might be doing right now? <laughs> Probably waiting for you to answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Class A answer, ma'am. Class A answer. Well, he's out there. We're going to be getting to it toward the bottom of the hour here. I'm looking forward to it. All right, thank you. Good night, Art. See you later. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, how you doing, Art? I'm doing so far so good. All right, this is George in Philadelphia. Hi, George. Okay, I had a, uh, you had a call around before talking about Al Bielik, and you were wondering where he is. Well, not so much. I said I was going to try and contact him. You're going to have to talk real strong in your phone yell at us. All right. All right, yeah, I've, I've got a phone number for Al Bielik, and I should call it and see if I can find him. I think he's in Arizona. Um, actually, no. I have a friend. Now, I used to live on Long Island, and I've actually been to the Montauk Project. Yes. There on the East End. Yes. And I actually have a friend who has been there without me, and she has seen him and the Duncan Cameron. Yes. They have both been in that area. There's a little residential area where there's some houses and whatever. 
Well, I know Al moved to the south for a while, because I interviewed him once when he was there. Then he moved back to Arizona. Now, he may be traveling, but I think that his home is now in Arizona, I think. Uh, well, I have, I know that, I've been, I've been to the project before, and I know that they still have, in fact, they're still operational. There's still, there's still some of the um, satellite dishes are working there, and there's still people, there have the military still there. And if you actually go on there and go to a certain level, to a certain point, they'll actually they'll take you and they'll they'll arrest you basically and say get out of here. Well, right, secret stuff. Yeah. What could I say? All right, thank you very much. Yeah, I'll I'll try and I'll see if I can get hold of Al. He's out there somewhere. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yes. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about what? I, I didn't. Uh, I had the radio on. I was waiting for you to I on see. the radio. I see. Okay. Well, here you are. Where are you? Uh, in Los Angeles. L.A. I have some fuel to add to your fire on the earthquakes. Yes. I'm surprised you missed this. You never miss anything. Well, I miss some things. <laughs> when they had the uh, test in India. Yes. I don't know how soon it was after that, but it was within a week. They had a six. Point nine, six point two. China. Yes, and then. No, I didn't miss that. I, no, you're right. I didn't miss it. I had it on the air. Oh, well, I was just thinking that the pattern. The one, though, made. that really blew me away was Pakistan and Afghanistan. Look at the map. Well, it was the pattern that blew me away. Yep. India and the earthquake was northeast of India and Pakistan. Well, the big question, ma'am, is all of you. You all know it. You're talking about it. I'm talking about it. Nobody else is talking about it. Well, nobody else is as smart as we are. Oh, I... I... <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek, of course. <laughs> and uh, the Antichrist couldn't be a woman because he's constantly referred to as a he. Well, I know, but... but, but uh, well, I know. And, and I, I agree with uh, one of your callers. I, I don't believe that he really realizes who he is because when he comes into power, he's going to... Um, be uh, a mighty person. He's going to do a lot of good, and it's not until that first three and a half years uh, then I think the power will go to his head and he becomes pure evil. Well, I'm not ruling out the possibility it's a woman. I beg your I'm, pardon. I'm not ruling out the possibility it's a woman. Oh, you're not. No, I'm not. Well, okay. And and, and besides, tonight we'll tell the story. I mean, we'll see. It, it's entirely possible the Antichrist could be a woman. And that the the, uh, the references to he just could have been a sort of a sign of the times, where anything significant would have been a he. When you think about it, the Antichrist could easily be a woman. Out there, maybe working in an office. A housewife. Your bus driver. Your school teacher. Your Sunday school teacher. Anybody. A wild card line, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, Art, how you doing? I'm okay. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> I just got uh, one thing briefly. Yes? On the uh, year two, uh, 2K problem. Why 2K, yes. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, you're pretty computer literate. What about basically just never letting the computer get to zero, zero? Well... Gary North talked a little bit about that, about, uh, for example, skipping the year and just going to 2001 for a year. Yeah. And that might solve some 
problems. He'll yeah, leave that possibility. But uh, not many. And the problem with Y2K is that, you know, there are a lot for where they can't even do that. And um, all of this is written into code, which was compiled with compilers that don't even exist anymore. And oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to turn over no matter what. And there's going to be a domino effect. Now, whether you buy into that serious an effect or not, I think clearly something is going to happen. Yeah, I was thinking even if you always just sort of backtracked and, and kept it at 1999 for uh, a few years, it might give you more headaches with a computer, but at least it wouldn't flip to 2000 and, and uh, cause all this breakdown. Well, we'll see. They um, they had quite a deal on C-SPAN earlier today about it, and it seems to me that most of what Gary North said uh, seemed to be pretty much right on track. That's just me. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Oh, hi, Art. Uh, I've got a news flash for you. Uh, this is Mark in Houston. Yes, Mark. I listened to you on KTRH. That's the one. Uh, we had an astronaut imposter uh Arrested here at Johnson Space Center today. An astronaut imposter? Yes, sir. Unbelievable. You're uh, kidding. Do we have security over there or what? Uh, he actually didn't have a house or an apartment. Uh, he had an RV. I, I know there's been a lot of cutbacks, what? but, I mean, that's kind of impossible to believe. But uh, he had uh, top-level access. Uh, he went to Pensacola, and he flew a trainer, and then he went to... Uh, Corpus Christi Naval Air Station, and he flew a, a jet down there, and he, he just cruised around, and uh, I need you to do a little, you know, follow-up on that. Uh, I didn't catch it all on the news tonight, but I wanted you to be the first one to know, because I know you got a lot of connections. Uh, he was just that a scam artist. Who, uh, I mean, wait, what was the object of the impersonation? Why? I, I really don't know. I didn't. I didn't have the TV turned up, and I, I didn't get all the, the the full story. But they went out and interviewed uh, neighbors at the RV park. Maybe he wanted to take a ride. He 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 was a wannabe. He actually had the the top level security. He actually sat at the console for two days uh, uh, during one of the launch uh, missions. Ha, you're kidding. Uh, he next was right thing, in there. Next thing we hear, he's going to be uh, part of a crew, and sort of a stowaway that manages to get on or something. Wouldn't that be yeah, incredible? Yeah, you know, that's one of the basic things, you know, know the next guy to you. <laughs> you don't know who you're working with. All right, I thank you for the call. Yeah, if you've got the right badge, the right briefcase, and you look like you know where you're going, it is amazing where you can get. <laughs> Coming up, the Antichrist line. First time ever. This is Premier Networks. That was Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM on this Somewhere in Time.
listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. I hear somebody in uh, North Dakota says, the Antichrist will not be calling tonight because he doesn't listen to your program. And he has too much on his mind. He's busy. Well, who knows? Uh, wouldn't you imagine that if he or she is out there, that he or she would definitely, definitely listen to this program? Maybe more than any other. You bet. Now, how would we know, write somebody else, that we've got the real Antichrist? In other words, actually, Kevin in Tampa says, just out of curiosity, what happens if the real Antichrist calls in? Would we believe him slash her? <laughs> well, yeah, that's going to be a problem, of course. I mean, you can only kind of go by vibes, what you feel. You've got to imagine the probability that most are not the real thing, but that out of the calls that you're going to hear, and you're going to hear them because the line's ringing off the hook, that out there somewhere, the Antichrist could be alive and would call in, and it would be up to you to discern when you really heard that voice. In answer again to the question of uh, what the Antichrist is doing right now, somebody wrote early on a late-night radio program. Now, we take you back to the past on Art Bell Somewhere in Time. If the Antichrist is in the U.S., what state do you think the Antichrist would most likely be in? Everybody's going to say California, right? Well, that'd be the thing. Might fool you. The Antichrist might be in a really rural state like North or South Dakota, Arkansas. You never know. Just to fool you. While you're thinking uh, the Antichrist is in California, actually, he's in the heartland. Maybe even the Bible Belt. Got to imagine that too, right? Anyway, that line is about to get activated. On the Antichrist line, you're on the air. Hello there. Hello. You're on the air. Yes. My now, name is Nicholas. Nicholas. I'm from Kentucky. Nicholas in Kentucky, already suspicious. Nicholas. Why is that? Well, I don't know. Nicholas. I, I could imagine that somebody of true evil would take a name associated with great joy, as in St. Nicholas, as in Saint Well, it was, it was given to me by my mother, so I, I'm not sure about that. Your but, mother, huh? Uh, yeah, I, it's a little difficult for me to talk about. I understand um, that. I mean, uh, how long have about you... six months. You believe that you're the Antichrist for six months? And I would not claim to believe that, but it's something that seems to be coming uh, forced upon me. Force? Well, of course, you can't help yourself, right? No, it, it doesn't seem so. In, uh, in what way has it begun to manifest itself in you? I mean, do you think constant evil thoughts? Are you amoral? No, not at all. Uh, in fact, um, if I can just relate what had happened that brought me to this conclusion, or is bringing me to this conclusion. Yes. Um, last summer, my mother died in a car accident, and I was with her in the car. Um, this was in August of 97. Yes. Uh, 
we took her to the hospital, and she had about a day left. Uh, I really don't know much about her background. I never knew my father. But as far as I knew, she was raised in eastern Kentucky. Uh, I was brought up Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. And she revealed to me uh, that my grandmother, who's actually British, had been involved um, in things like the Temple of the Golden Dawn. I knew nothing about this, frankly. Oh. Um, and it was shocking to me, especially as a Christian. But afterwards, uh, strange events, I guess you would call them, began to happen. Like what? Uh, well, for one, my occipital bone in our accident was seriously damaged, and I had essentially lost sight in both of my eyes. Yeah. And according to at least the, the doctors, I was not supposed to regain sight because once that bone is damaged and the uh, trauma to the optic nerve and so forth. But you regained sight. I regained sight. And uh, Well, what does that have to do with being the Antichrist? Well, it doesn't have anything to do, actually. What was strange is, as I was regaining sight, for one, the scar left above my right eyebrow. What does that have to do with being actually uh, a 666? Oh, now that has a lot to do with it. You have, you have a 666 scar? A minute 666 scar. Oh, my word. And what happened after this When is, did you find that? Excuse me? When I said, when did you find that? Essentially, when I regained sight. Oh, my. I thought, I mean, you can't. Boy, you can't better, tell. To, uh, better to stay blind and <laughs> come back and take a look and find. And there's really, you can actually discern six, it's six. It's clearly discernible. In oh, fact, I haven't really. The, the traumatic things that began to happen, though, were after this, one of the preachers that my mother had had contact with. Yes. Had visited because of the funeral and so forth, obviously. Yes. And he had some very strange things to say about the situation. Uh, basically that he was seeing some sort of... I'll, I'll, go ahead and, I'll preface this with the fact that, I mean, I, I was trained as a scientist in college. I, I, don't, I don't go in for astrology, things like this. A lot of people always did think that the Antichrist would be a scientist, by the way. Well, I was, I'm a geneticist. Oh, that cinches it right there. <laughs> Why does that? Well, because that's it's just something that everybody figures. Uh, genetics, scientist, three sixes. You're doing real well here. Uh, now I see why you believe you might be the Antichrist. Well, it has nothing to do with science, actually. How what, old? How old are you? I am now thirty-one. Thirty-one. I was born in the summer of love, sixty-seven. Summer of love, love child, no doubt, huh? Mm-hmm. Is that what your mom said? Yes. Well, you're a pretty scary dude. I mean, what do you think lays in the future for you? Well, I, that's right now I am not working. I have a small trust fund left for my mother that is very small. I mean, we're not talking wealthy. And I'm basically staying in. Uh, what has been happening is after this incident, the preacher that my mother knew said he saw some sort of terrible aura around me now, basically a black aura. And wanted me to come to his church. Yeah. I came, and an elderly woman there, who was arthritic, asked me to heal her. And this, to me, seemed ridiculous. I put—I actually didn't put my hand on her. She took my hand. 
Yes. And placed it on hers. Yes. Her arthritic hands. And? And about a week later, I received a call to come and visit her that she was healed. <sighs> and she was. Her hand, I mean, I, I think this is wonderful. Her hand was fine. It was uh, as good as a 20-year-old. Have you, have you considered some sort of surgery to erase this triple six? Yes, I have. And because, I, I mean, it just probably in Kentucky doesn't. Of course, what do you do? how do you cover it up? The problem is that the actual scar is reflected in the bone. I talked to a doctor about this a month you ago. You mean to say they saw it in x-ray? There is a scar of 666 on the occipital bone. Oh, my God. Well. And well, what is, what's is becoming odd about this is... How old are you? I, I said, as I said, 31. 31. Boy, that would be just about the right age, too. Well, this, the odd thing now is that um, I began again to go to church. I had quit when I went to uh, finish my Ph.D. Do you, do you think that uh, when you're in church, those around you and or the priest detect and feel something, they know they're in the presence of you? Yes. In fact, over the uh, past six months, I've talked with several rabbis, several Catholic priests, one Greek Orthodox priest, several Native American church leaders, actually not in the Native American church, but elders. Uh, I've talked with dozens of people, and basically they have the same response. It's as one priest told me, uh, I've healed about 12 people now mm. and seem to have this gift, and I can't explain that. It's a wonderful gift. But he told me that based on a lot of dreams I was having, dreams of the world on fire, things like this. Yes. He said that, um, he explained to me, he, he said, you have a faith, and um, a faith. not anything that can be done about it, and I should accept it, which, like I said, I fell away during graduate school from this religion and uh, from Christianity, but now, especially seeing some of this with my own eyes, and nothing, I detect nothing evil in it. In fact, it's a great gift, and I've, I mean, basically what I've been doing as I'm at home now is uh, working on some of the theories I had tried to finish in grad school. Do me a big favor, will you? Yes. Before you have any surgery, if you're going to, mm -hmm. take a photograph of Oh, I, I have x-rays. Oh, God, send me one of them. Okay. I what will... do, I, do I send them facts? Uh, oh, no, faxes are insufficient for this. Uh, mail it to me. Would you send that to me? I'd gladly send it. All right. Thank you very, very much. Wow. Well, there's a good beginning. Or a bad beginning, depending on how you look at it. X-rays, huh? Actual X-rays of 666 on the bone? Ooh, along with what his mom told him. Hmm. Okay, wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, Chris. I'm calling from uh, WGST. Uh, it's Atlanta, Georgia. Chris, yeah. turn your radio off. That's number one. Okay. Okay, good. You've got it turned off. Now, what's on your mind? Um, I was uh, watching uh, the news the other day, or actually it was Discovery Channel. Yes. And uh, they had uh, 
uh, something about the Sphinx on there uh, that is possibly uh, dated uh, 15,000 years before the Egyptians. There are many who believe that, yes. And uh, I remember seeing something on sightings one night about uh, they had uh, Edgar Cayce, uh, the sleeping prophet. Yes. And uh, he said that there was a chamber underneath the uh, front paw. Oh, absolutely. I mean, most people know that. I had Edgar Cayce's son. I interviewed him. Uh, I did that about a month and a half ago or so. Yeah, and uh, when they were doing that thing, uh, uh, they had some geolo or geologists uh, doing the Sphinx, and uh, they found a chamber underneath when they were testing the ground below. Well, they they have had scientists there that have done uh, studies with ground-penetrating radar, Yeah, which may or may not be um, trustworthy. They're doing some experiments right now over there to try and determine the trustworthiness of the images shown uh, with ground-penetrating radar, and the, and the way to do that, obviously, is to dig a chamber yourself and then to test your ground-penetrating radar and see if it shows an equivalent of what you're seeing or think you're seeing. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, buddy. Hey there. Turn your radio off. This is Carl in Minneapolis. The okay. radio's down. Good Listen, for you. I have two topics that are vital importance to the world and to all of your listeners. All right. Well, if it's, it's the world, it's going to include my listeners. Yes. Number one. You can make the world a better place. Number one was uh, the uh, the jet stream coming down on deck. I heard that on your show it's, about it's three accurate. years ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Ed Dame said it would happen. It happened here in Minneapolis I know just it. the other day. I know it. And I believe that the tornado caused by the El Nino, the quarter-mile-wide tornado, mm -hmm. sucked the airstream down. Right on deck. Well, anything's possible, but the uh, the fact is, Ed Dames said it would begin to happen, and when he said it three years ago, people laughed. And it's happening, people. You Wake know, up. they said jet stream on the ground. Ha 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 ha. Well, it's guess happening. what? It's underway right now, huh? It's happening. And you know, it's scary. And wake up, people, and please pay attention. All now, right. I, my second topic, sir. Yes. Regarding your uh, Guinness Book of World Record. For the long, most consecutive hours on the radio at one time? That's right. How many hours is that? 116 hours and 15 minutes, and it no longer is a record. It hadn't been for quite a while. A guy in uh, Denver broke it. Okay. Well, check this out. I have a record that uh, you did a lot of good, a lot better, a lot more good than that guy in Denver, I'm sure, with your record and what you did. And let's do it again, Art. Let's save a bunch of kids. <laughs> let's help some kids out. You're referring let's, to Vietnam. Let's All right. do it. All right, people, thank you. People, listeners, let's get our bell to have a radio telephone. No, I wouldn't do it. No. Like Ramona, it can be a tandem telephone. No, I'm not doing it anymore. Uh-uh, uh, no way. As a matter of fact, I am convinced that doing that affected me for life. I was on the air for 116 hours and 15 minutes consecutively, which was from uh, a mo Monday morning through Saturday afternoon. And I had visions. I, I'll talk to you about it sometime. It was really, really interesting what it did to me. Well, let me see. On my Antichrist line, you are on the air. Hello. Hey there. Hey there. Uh, Dennis from... Uh, Dennis, uh, turn, your, turn your radio off first. Just a moment. That's important. Antichrist ought to know that. I'm 
<clears throat> I'm back. All right. Um, Why do you believe you might be the Antichrist? Well, <clears throat> I'm sorry that I have to say I am not the Antichrist. Well, then why have you called this line? Because I want to tell you that those that have the name Vicarious Filii Day... No, 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 no. Call me on another line. That's the Antichrist line. Now, you see, when I answer it randomly, that's what I get. That's what I get. Let me try again. Antichrist line, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Yes. I'm I'm not the Antichrist. Well, then you're on the wrong line, you see. That is only for people who believe that they are the Antichrist, like the first guy. So don't call me on that line. I mean, you're just wasting money is all. Only if you think you're the Antichrist should you call that number. The Antichrist line, you're on the air. Um, hi, I, I just woke up and picked up the phone. Are you, are you, are you the Antichrist? Uh, I certainly hope not. I, I don't know what's going on here. I just picked up the... Why did you do that? When I have, when I have an Antichrist line here... No, oh, then this is happening again. It's happening again. It's like a terrible nightmare. No, you see, oh, man. Maybe you are the Antichrist. Maybe you just were awakened by even, you, I, you know, like your ears, your pointed, pointed ears were burning. Is this a, is this a joke? No. Uh, okay, hold on, let me wake up here. This is the, you just now woke up. You really mean that? Uh, my phone, my phone just started ringing. Your phone rang. And there I was, right? Is that correct? Is that what you're telling me? Your phone rang. Okay, something's, something's silly going on here. Oh, yeah? I don't know. You came out of a deep sleep? Who? Is that what I'm to understand? I'm to understand. Oh, my. Okay. Okay, what? I knew this was coming. It is you, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, man. Don't breathe hard. Speak. Time is money. Oh, this kept... You more than anybody ought to know that. I kept... They kept telling me every time. When the phone rings, pick it up. Oh, my. Okay. All right. Well, we got to go. I'm Art Bell. This is Coast to Coast AM. The Antichrist line is alive. The trip back in time continues with Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM. More somewhere in time coming up. Someone on a fiddle and playing it hot. And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet, and you're going to regret, because I'm the best as ever been.
we take you back to the past on Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Well, folks, we've got the Antichrist line open. It's open right now. And we have canceled the first-time caller line for the night. Devoting it to the Antichrist line already, there have been a couple of very unnerving calls. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. Okay, um, here we go again. On the Antichrist line. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. You, uh, you claim to be the Antichrist? I claim to know what I know and to be who I am. Well, this is the Antichrist line, so that's who you got to be if, if, if well, let's... As far as you're concerned. As far as I'm concerned, that's who you are. Yes. All right. Do you have the radio on? No, I do not. What am I hearing in the background? Uh, you are not hearing anything. Mm, yes, I am. No, I'm Unless you're projecting that into my head and in the heads of all my listeners, because they can hear it too. I am projecting that in your head. All right. Well, you're you're out of here. You might have been good, but you're out of here. I don't care if you are the Antichrist. If you don't turn down your radio, you get blown out of here every time. International Line, you're on the air. Good morning, Art. How are you this morning? Steve um, calling from Ecom Seacom, Nova Scotia. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Great. Uh, one thing your show is not, and that's boring. No, no, <laughs> Very it's Very interesting. Yep. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the call just before the hour there, that fellow, <laughs> you shouldn't have woke him up like that. <laughs> that was pretty weird, huh? I mean, um, it's like it's like the connection was was simply made by a third party. <laughs> sure, it was. <laughs> Everyone knows that the Antichrist was on uh, South Park several episodes back. I know, and they had, <laughs> and they had, they had him in a battle with Jesus. That's right. <laughs> right. That was quite the battle. Too, and huh? if, I, if I ever, if I could come up now, see, that has of course occurred to me. If I could come up with a really good sounding Antichrist, one who really might be the real thing, or sounds to be the real thing, then I might go for the other side, and then we could have, we could have such, we could have such a, a battle right here between good and evil. Well, I'm sure they'll be putting Vegas odds on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, uh, actually, the reason I was calling tonight, Art, was um, uh, there's a. Uh, I was just reading in the local paper here just a show, uh, over the weekend. I guess it was Monday. South Dakota uh, today, June third, nineteen ninety-eight. Um, I think they're unveiling uh, the first portion of the largest sculpture, un- a sculptural undertaking in the world. Uh, that was the uh, Crazy Horse Monument. Yes. You, you knew about that, did you? I heard about that. Uh, I guess it's uh, it's the uh, just the head and face section right now, and it's sp- supposedly gazing sternly over the uh, that's right South Dakota mountaintops. That's right, uh, head being nine stories high, and I guess when it's finished, it's going to be um, uh, complete with horse uh, outstretched arm will be as long as the uh, football field, and overall it'll dwarf the pyramids. Did you see the man who worked on that all of his life? They did I a story on him. 
They did it strongly. And now his family is carrying the work on. That's right. For, for the past 50 years, I guess, he had been working on it. You got it. That's quite an undertaking. Uh, it, it's it's uh, his life's work. Um, I, I appreciate your call. And now his family is going to carry it on. Well, <laughs> dare I once again pick it up? It's ringing like crazy. Never stop. It's ringing, ringing, ringing. That's right. The Antichrist line, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, hi. Hi. Yeah, I was calling to talk to Art. You've got me. This is Art. Yes. Yeah, this is, uh, well, I'm not going to say my name, Art. But no. I've been listening to you off and on. My dad is an old fan of yours. Listen, this line. i listening to you. You know what this line is for, right? Yes, I do. All right. Yes, I do. All right, well then, is it you? Well, Art, um, you're on a subject that has been, uh, Kind of in and out of my life. In what way? And in what way? Well, we're talking dreams. From the time I was 11 years old, I started a dream that I had for uh, almost two weeks. I, think. I can barely hear you. you. You had a dream about what? Well, it, it, that to, to describe the dream would take me a while, Art. Well, I don't have a long time, so you've got to give us the. Uh, Okay. Nutshell version here. Okay, you're on the air and talking to me at the same time. Well, right? yeah, it's... Uh, how okay, else? Right, well, I, okay, you're talking about Antichrist. First of all, I want to know, why are you digging? First of all, you're bringing up, you're bringing up things that, that uh, are negative. Because that's what I do. Well, I know that's what you do. That's but what I you're, do. You're, you're bringing people to, to think negative thoughts here. Well... And we may, you know what, we may, we may bring about destruction of the world. Through through our thoughts, through my show. No, not my show. The entire, no, it, could, it could destroy the entire world. No, people are going to do it. Anyway. Well, if that's what happened, wouldn't that be right down your alley? Well, I don't want to see that. Well, then you must not be the Antichrist. Is that right? Yeah. So see, you're saved. Art, how do you know? How do you know what anti means? Well, I, I, I know, I've read, a, I've certainly read about Christ's life, there's, there's and, and, and if it's no anti... I find that Jesus, Jesus is my brother. All right, well, uh, now, see, now, now, see, you are not even close to the Antichrist. You weaseled your way around until you, um, in, until you were about to preach to me. Not going to happen. Antichrist line, you're on the air. Hello. Art. Yes. You called. You asked me to call. What do you need? Do you claim to be the Antichrist? Yeah. Oh, then there's many questions that I have for you. Uh, first of all, how do you know that you are the Antichrist? How dare you? I dare. Your preconceived notions of what the Antichrist is. I don't dare. Have a valuable opportunity to talk I don't. No, I, 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 was don't. Not even, I don't. I don't. You tell planning. me. You I was tell not me. I'm planning on, on coming out to talk to the public. Okay. But this is the first show ever that said, "Will the real Antichrist please stand up?" That's correct. I was very intrigued, and I just as an aside, I must say you have a an excellent show. I don't know if it was fate, but a couple of months ago, my cousin at a uh, birthday party said she was listening to this unique man at night. And although I do work during the day, I wish I was on the beach, as the other guys said, drinking a margarita. Well, that's what people imagine. But, you know, what people imagine is rarely true. And you're right. How dare I imagine to know what the Antichrist is? So you tell me. What the Antichrist 
is what the Antichrist wants. Is a man that comes along not by his choosing, just as Jesus was not by his own choosing. That's right. And I guess it was about the fourth or fifth grade that I was able to project myself over and have outer body experiences. Yes. Uh, when I was in junior high school, I started having global thoughts as far as getting a sense that now, this is really hard to explain, and I'm, I don't want to take up a lot of your time trying to explain the thought processes involved, but God speaks through one person at a time during each generation. That person may not even know it. And every 500 years or so, that person feels it really strongly. And every 2,000 years or so, that person feels it strongly enough to be imbued with the Spirit of God. Now, people have a, a conception of the Antichrist that he is the devil. Believe me, I am not the devil. It's just that this time, I don't care about the world. You saw what happened the last time that I manifested myself. They, they nailed me to a, to a tree. It's not going to happen this time because I'm going to be incognito. I am allowed to start talking about it from the year 1998 on. That is why I permitted myself to call tonight. What well, is about to happen is going to happen. Even if I tell you what's going to happen, you will not be able to stop it. That's quite all right. Tell me. All right. Now, once again, you're a skeptic. You're thinking that this is a hoax, which is fine. It's going to start about... No, I, I, I'm not making those kind of prejudgments. I'm really not. I'll listen to you. It's going to start when? It's going to start... Well, it's already started. I did not read your book, The Quickening, but I can grasp what, you're, what it was probably about just by the inferences that you make to it. And you are right. Nature is going to play a part up to a point. But nature doesn't have to do anything. We're going to do it all to ourselves. We've already started. If you notice, we are animals. We have this mighty high opinion of ourselves, but we're nothing more than animals. And we are the same animal that evolved to take a very slow life that we used to live up until a couple hundred years ago. We are now way too fast to ourselves. We talk before we think, and technology is bombarding us with no time to react, contemplate, and ponder our next action. Okay, well, I don't, need to, I, I, don't, I don't need to hear what the current trends are. I know what they are. All right, I all book, right Art, I am, I am sorry. The year 2006 is when it will start, and it will start by the United States, which is the reason that... I have decided that the world must reshuffle the deck. The world is not going to come to an end. We're just going to shuffle the deck. The United States economy will implode upon itself. 2006. 2006. I would start buying gold right now if anyone wants to believe me. In the year 2006, world monetary speculators, just as they've done to Russia, just as they've done to Indonesia, 
just as they will do to Japan in about six or seven months, are going to make a run on our currency. It'll be our turn. Do you know that we have what we profess to be a $5 trillion debt, which is actually more like $18 trillion if you add in Medicaid and Social Security? You're not sounding very antichrist-like. What the antichrist is, is somebody that has the power to stop this. Is that you? Yes. And by what, I am a world. And, and by I have what the means? Potential to be a world leader. And by what? Well, sure. By what means will you stop it? <laughs> if I were to get into politics and become the president of the United States in the year 2000, but I have chosen not to because I have deemed this world not worthy of saving at this time. In other words, under no conditions will you accept that job. Yes. Well, all right, then, then, you, would, if, then if you would ask, cannot, then uh, if, if asked, would you say, would refuse. I, I, I apologize, I did not hear your last thing. If, if asked, you would refuse. You would not run. No, I would run. You would run. If asked, but they will not ask. If Jesus came back, they would not believe him today. People today are so skeptical. They're so self -centered. Of course they are. I mean, but say something... To People think Bill Gates and Bill Clinton are the Antichrist right now. That's how silly they are. Bill and Bill? The first man who had a wreck of his car with a 666 on his forehead thinks he's the Antichrist. Well, what, the about, the, what about the guy last me, hour who had the, who had the 666 on his bone? If he how were the real Antichrist, he would have had it. He would have been born with it. And, and, and were you? No, because the, the whole idea of a 666 is a silly, anecdotal uh phrase it comes from some part of the bible it's, it has no validity in truth well now I'm you're really, sounding really, you're sounding I'm, more like him now i'm a nice guy yeah i yep. have great love for the world in fact i i have more respect for animals than i do most human beings yeah you come at it a little like christopher walken you're now a little more believable you're a nice guy huh i'm a nice guy i see the future and at this time you know what the cardinal sin is what of this word, and I don't mean to sound cliched, but God is very upset about abortion. Not just because we have chosen to abort little babies. Yeah, but, but, but you must be but, all in favor of abortion. I see you once again have the wrong idea of the Antichrist. Really? The, the, real, the Antichrist the first, is out the there doing, Christ, actually doing God's work, huh? The first Christ was public. I am private. The first Christ had a positive outlook on the way the world could turn out. The Antichrist has seen the last 2,000 years and knows that it was not possible to save the world. Do you understand what I just said? The original Christ was public. I am private. You are private. The original Christ and what is, tried to redeem the world. And what is your role? I must cleanse the world. You must cleanse it. All right, so what is your role going to be in bringing all of this on? You will bring it on. I have already brought it on. The wheels are in motion. They cannot be stopped unless we take action right now, and we are too silly and too stupid to take action right now. All right. Well, I, I appreciate your your call, but... It seems to me the Antichrist would be more sure of himself. Not somebody saying, change your ways, get godly or else. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. 
Hello. Hey, this is Shirley. Calling from Jackson, Michigan. Jackson, Michigan. Ah, yes. <laughs> I think you're the Antichrist. Let me tell you why. Sure. We can't get any work done around here because all these guys sit around and listen to you all night. <laughs> talking about aliens and, yeah, that's right. you know, I mean, you, you, you've got to consider that. It's true. I talk about what? I talk about ghosts. Mm-hmm. I talk about spirits. Right. I talk about flying saucers. Right. I talk about, I mean, you're absolutely right. Art, we can't even get our donuts delivered on time because our donut man listens to you in his car. <laughs> you so know? you see, I'm affecting the flock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely don't think the Antichrist is a woman. <laughs> uh, now, a man. you are the second woman to say that. That's right. And that seems rather sexist. Now, if Christ was a male, as we know, mm-hmm. then why could the uh, Antichrist not even logically, be female. I, I just don't think of female. No way. It's got to be a male. Uh, I just wanted to let you know, Art, that these guys all love you, and they're not getting any work done. Well, you know. <laughs> under the circumstances, I'm not sure they should love me. <laughs> but they do, and they didn't think I would get through, so. <laughs> well, so see, guys, she got through. That's right. She was meant to get through tonight. That's right. But we do love you, Art, and I hope you find what you're looking for. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, me too. I wish that for everybody, that you find what you're looking for. On my Antichrist line, you are on the air. Hello. You know who this is? No. This is not the Antichrist, but this is the anti-Antichrist, and my number is 999, and many people know it. Well, was, don't you... I was you, called as an 11-year-old boy. Don't you have it turned upside down? Everybody else thinks it's 6 and 6 and 6. I'm the anti-antichrist. I am 999. I am the antichrist hunter. And and people think I'm evil because I understand everything he thinks and everything he plans. Now, you weren't listening. Did I ask for the anti-antichrist? No, I asked for the antichrist. But are So you're on the wrong line, aren't you? Well, this is very intriguing that people... Intriguing, maybe, but you're on the wrong line. I said antichrist, not anti-anti, not antichrist hunter. Just, uh, just the Antichrist. See, people just don't listen. It's so frustrating. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. This is Dan in Virginia. Yes, Dan in Virginia. How are you doing? Fantastic. Did you know yesterday that the Capitol, the U.S. Capitol, was exercised? Ah, uh, yes, I, I heard that. Yes, uh, I know that an exorcist went there and I believe pointed a sword uh, up toward the steps. Yeah, uh, in a symbolic exorcism, uh, and then after the um, the ceremony, he declared he failed. <laughs> that I didn't hear. Yeah, he declared he failed, and you can't imagine that one simple ceremony, particularly on the steps of the Capitol, could cleanse all that is wrong there. Oh, I agree with that. That's too many devils drive out all at once. <laughs> I just thought it was incredible that they even put it on the news. They did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was one of those items they put on the news, and, and I thought, how appropriate and honest that he would say he failed. <laughs> Agree. All right. Uh, also, check with Stan Dale on the earthquake and uh, um, the bombs. All right. Okay, thanks. All right, thank you. Stan Dale has a view on the earthquake and the bombs, huh? Yes, I ought to do that. I'm Art Bell, and this is Coast to Coast AM. The trip back in time continues with Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM.
More Somewhere in Time coming up. Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. It well may be the Antichrist is located outside the country, right? Or he may be right here. So if the Antichrist is outside the country, then he needs to call me on the international line. You know, I never, I I forgot about that. How could I have let that slip? The Antichrist could be in Canada. May well be in Canada. Antichrist could be in Australia, New Zealand, British Isles, Switzerland, anywhere, right? So, I'll have to take Antichrist calls on the international line as well, which of course is uh, available to you right now. Uh, You get the AT&T operator in whatever country you're in, Transylvania. Uh, and call 800-893-0903, and you'll get through it. It's a free call from anywhere in the world. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. Okay, here we go again. On the Antichrist line. You're on the air. Hello, my child. Child? Your child? It is I. It is you, huh? It's really you. The one and only. How, How are we to know? How? What can you tell us that will make us believe you are the one? You live now and you are the one. There is evil everywhere. For I am the one giving it out. You're actually causing the evil. Our children are my children. So you... what are our children doing? Evil things in many cases. And you yes. claim to be responsible for that. Who else could be responsible? Good point. Good point. What are your plans for the future? Destruction. Utter destruction? Utter destruction. Fire and brimstone? If you will, I tell one thing to all 
three evil words. Tommy Boy Malloy! Gotcha! W-A-B-C! Curtis Lee Woo-Woo! You can't count. That was far more than three words. You're an underachiever. On my Antichrist line, you're on the air. Neil Rogers is the Antichrist. Neil Neil Rogers? He hung up, too. You think Neil Rogers is? Most people think Bill Gates or Bill Clinton. On my Antichrist line, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Yeah, is this Art Bell? Good guess. Hold on a second. got to get these earphones off my head, okay? All right. All right, you called in and you asked for a verification. Well, are you the Antichrist? Okay, the parable is this. I'm either the Hebrew Messiah or I'm the Christian Antichrist. Am I the one person or am I two separate persons? Well, you You tell me. You want some proof? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Let's have it. Okay. There are six beasts in Genesis, and they start from... Canaan, and go to Lamesh. If you want to take these numbers down, and all your listeners, too, get their pencils out, mm. you'll have the verification. And how many numbers are there? There are six, uh, six numbers. All right, give them to me. Okay. Starting uh, at Canaan now. Now, just give me the numbers. Okay. That's 70. 70. 65. 65. 162. 165. 165. And if you take Enix 65 birth years away, yeah. you end up with 666. Well, I'll be darned if you don't. You sure do. I know everything about the Bible and everything that's coming, Art. You do? Yes, call me back and have your caller make sure they want me to come on. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. All right, well, there's the proof. 70, 65, 162, 65, 187, which is the murder thing, right? 182 is 731 minus 65, obviously 666. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Who do you think it is? The R. Bell Show. It's the only possibility. I'm the only one here. Okay. That's good. Hey, Art, this is uh, your affiliate, WKBZ in Muskegon, Michigan. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's Walt, the engineer. Hi, Walt. Hey, I'll tell you what, Art, you know, you're talking about the weather? Yes. We got our butt kicked. I know. Big time. I know. Uh, look, most of the meteorologists who have spoken on this have said the jet stream came and touched the ground. That's it. You got it. We've been running on, you ready for this? We've been running on a World War II submarine diesel engine on a big generator since Sunday night. Wow! And I had to, and the solid state transmitters don't like it because it's not frequency stable, so That's I had to fire right. up the old tube type. That's right. That's right. Uh, solid state gets real picky 
when you start getting a few cycles off. Oh, yeah, especially the transmitters because they, they uh, their modulation scheme is based on 60 cycles, and if it's even a cycle off, man, it's not good. Well, I know that, um, and I had to go and get a much better generator for my location here. Uh, well, that's what we're thinking about here, too. We had a problem getting the old diesel bird fired up, but... Uh, we got it up and we kept you on. When do you expect that you're going to get uh, commercial power back? Well, the thing is, we're the uh, we're, we've been on uh, sporadically with the generator, but steady since about early Monday morning. And we had uh, the power company. I finally called and complained and said, "We're media. Get us back on." They showed up here about uh, about 11:30 with a truck and started going down the road, and we haven't seen it since. <laughs> oh man! Who knows? But in the state of Michigan, they still got over 200,000 people out of power. My God, two hundred thousand! Yeah, that's absolute. People have no idea how violent the weather has been. They well, it was. Well, I stood uh, with at my front door and watched the storm come through, and it came through at seventy miles an hour. They said, uh huh, and it was horizontal rain. I could swear there's trees uprooted all over the place here, and I could swear I saw the uh, maples in my front yard. Those trunks were bent, and I was crossing my fingers. That's scary stuff. <laughs> you got that right. My wife was sitting in the couch just going, oh, my God. You know? yeah, I've been saying, as you well know, for a long time now, that we are in the middle of a quickly changing weather pattern. Well, I believe it. And I, I think it's, it's self-evident now. Uh, where it's going to go, I have no idea. But the fact that it is changing, no question about global warming, whatever you want to believe, is doing it. Um, something's doing it, and it well, is changing. That's all I know. Yeah, I wish I had a Bajan free play with the light, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, my advice is to get on the list and, and get one. Yeah, I've got some other stuff from Sea Crane. He's got a pretty cool place going there. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, you, know, I... you know why? Yeah. Because when they began, they dedicated themselves to finding and selling the best, and they really meant it. Uh, and they test and they sell nothing but the best. It's a, it's a very unique company. And it's very good, too. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Art. You take care. And thanks for keeping us up on the air with a generator. Imagine that. Since Sunday. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Oh, yes. Intriguing night, Art. This is Lee from Gig Harbor. Yes. I have a possibly relevant little news clip for you. All right. This comes from the little uh, metropolis of Hell, Michigan. Hell, Michigan. Absolutely. There is indeed such a place, isn't there? Yes, I've been there. Uh-huh. And back. And <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> um, this news clip, uh, they sent me this without saying what paper it came from, uh -huh. but it uh, probably came from the Jackson Citizen Patriot, and it states that, the, that it may be a little harder to go to Hell this year because the bridge on the main road to Hell is badly in need of repair, a project that could close the road for three months. And the business owners are complaining. The uh, president of the Hell Chamber of Commerce, Jim Lay, claims it will close the town and send stores into bankruptcy. So the officials acknowledge that the repair work is going to cause disruption, but they insist that their plans to fix the road to hell spring from good intentions. <laughs> the road suffers damage each year when hell freezes. When over. hell freezes over. <laughs> which, I, which I'm sure it does on a regular basis in Michigan. Absolutely it does. Uh, is there any lore on why they named their town hell? I don't know. I have no idea. 
um, I went there many, many years ago, and at that time in the 60s, it was a very, very tiny, tiny little town, which really didn't appear to have, you know, outstanding uh, natural features, you know, like uh, bubbly mud pots or anything. That you but you know, what they could, you know what they could do that would really boost tourism? What's that? They could drill a really, really deep hole. You know, I thought about that hole when I saw this article. <laughs> well, there, there you are. Uh, as you well know, we have, uh, thank you very much for the call, the sounds from hell. We have those, and uh, and I've got them right here. Now, they, it is claimed uh, that these were recorded in Siberia with a microphone that was located into a, uh, actually lowered into, a, a, not all the way in, but lowered into a nine-mile deep hole, and here's what they came up with. Listen. Here it is. for sure you but yes uh, yes you're, you're on the air I mean with you that's that's good um, this is Nick Satan scratch meals above the devil the father of lies the enemy of righteousness the prince of darkness it is you I would say although I do appreciate the other callers you do, well of course you do they are your subjects uh, you have a sense of humor, I can at least. Well, sure. Uh, I was going to give you a little background. What do you think? What do you think about the guy who gave me the number seventy, sixty-five, one sixty-two, sixty-five, one eighty-seven, one eighty-two, and then deducted sixty-five to get six, six, six? Was he on the mark? Well, Lord, I, I, I don't work alone, so any subjects I can get to help, and any help we can get, any false prophets or rumors are are okay by me. You you even foster those you 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 want those you you want other people to even think they are you. Uh, you know, even your program is is very exciting to me at this time to share the the, the lovely things that that come are in store. Lovely things that are in store for sure. for us. Yeah, you know, that's that's one very important question to ask you if you're willing to tell us what lies ahead. Well. You know, I, I, I'm a, a student of the past more than the future. Aren't they one and the same usually? Well, <clears throat> I, I uh, am a great, a great scholar in the past and, and dwell on the past and hope that the future holds great things for me and those who follow me. Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, what do you consider to be great things? Well, you see, Define great things. You see, there needs to be opposition in all things. There could not be a God without... Without you. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what? That, that really, really, really makes sense. I mean, how would one delineate good if one did not have evil to consider? You could not have good without bad. You could not have pleasure without pain. So... You could not have light so without you, darkness. Exactly. So you would be into the pain part and the darkness. 
Well, not necessarily pain. It's just my plan versus his plan. And and you see, in the, in the history of the past, when we part the veil and we go back beyond, yes. we find that that there was one third of all the house of heaven that followed me. That's one third of all the souls who have ever been born into this world. That's a great number. Plus all the numbers it's who are just about the number that elected our president, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. <laughs> He's one of my favorites. <laughs> yes. You know that. Yes, 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 yes. Well, would you like to have one little history lesson and something you won't find in your in your Sunday school class? That's why I'm here. Well, let's go back. I don't know if you've ever done any Bigfoot shows. Have you ever done any Bigfoot shows? Absolutely. I've done lots of Bigfoot you know, shows. they've never found any, any that I know of, any real skeletons or anything of a, of a giant hairy man. And why would that be? Well, back in the, in the beginning of the world, after, just after Adam and Eve, uh, they had two sons, Cain and Abel. Yep. And Cain killed his brother, Abel. And he was cursed that he would never be able to be killed that he would be a wanderer and a sojourner through the world. And he said that that was too terrible for him. Cain was one of my first and greatest followers. Cain is Sasquatch, Bigfoot, who still roams the earth today. Wow. You're right. I never thought about that. <laughs> would you like one more good one? Ah, whatever you're willing to offer. <laughs> well, at the Tower of Babel was one of my greatest times. I don't know if you've read the new or the old the Tower of Babel in Iraq. Yeah. Yes. The Tower of Babel that was destroyed when the languages were confused. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, of course. Well, the Tower of Babel, man was all of one language, and I had great influence among the people, and they began to build a great project. This project they called a tower. It wasn't a large, tall building, but if you read the scripture carefully. It says that anything that would be imaginable to the people they would be able to accomplish, God had to destroy it. God had to destroy it or man would be able to do it. That tower was not a tall, senseless building. Is there it was to a be time transformer. Yeah, I understand. Is there to be a final battle between good and you? You know, good is kind of a good is whoever wins. If I win, I'll be good. <laughs> um, good is whoever wins. And if I win, I'll be good. I, uh, you've got to think about it that way, I guess, huh? Yeah. Now, if I win, well, everyone will say that I'm good. And will worship you. Many do, already. You're very serious, aren't you? Sure. Many, many do. Bill Clinton. Worships you. Sure. Absolutely. Where do you think he gets his power? <laughs> uh, you know, once I had Father... The last time I had Father Malachi Martin on, I don't know whether you happen to hear that or not. No. No? He's a priest. Has consulted... Uh, Many priests are uh, followers uh, of me. Well, that may or may... Yeah, that may be true. But what I'm getting to here is I asked uh, Father Martin whether Bill Clinton was perfectly possessed, and you know what he said? No comment. You find that humorous? I find it, I find his power comes from from a great and powerful source. How long have you been aware of what and who you are? Since the age of twelve. And your age now? Thirty-five. 
That's about the right age. And you're certain of this? There is no... I can see beyond the veil. I have seen beyond the veil from the beginning of time. I can go beyond and back and forth at will. And it's a great, it's a great, wonderful experience because I can remember the things that, that all the people of this world did before they came here. All the things they did to put me down and to foil my plan and to take my power away. And your day now is close, is it not? It, it is at hand. Your day is at hand. My day is at hand. So there will be the battle, it will be soon, and the winner will be worshipped. The winner will be worshipped. And remember, one-third followed me then, and my numbers grow daily, hourly, minutely, secondly. Well, I don't doubt that. In fact, in some ways, the mere fact that I opened the Antichrist line, and I get so many calls that is just utterly jammed with people saying they are the Antichrist may uh, be a testimonial to everything you have just said. The only problem is, with all the people that join me and my power, and my kingdom and my dominion, others get just as strong going the other way, becoming, you would call, righteous. And you think there are equal numbers becoming righteous? They're, they're maybe not, no, I, I'm definitely gaining more ground, but the people who are becoming righteous are becoming more and more powerful in their righteousness, which is a great struggle for me. All right, I appreciate your call, thank you. And your call is one that I'm going to have to think very hard about. This is Coast to Coast AM. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. Somebody writes, Boo, who said they had a Christ as a man? Just more patriarchal propaganda. Well, I agree. I haven't, I just have not had any women call yet who claim to be that person. 
Somebody from New York writes, You're a very cruel person. Anti-Christ line. Maybe you should close the line and look in the mirror. Well, that's what I have my studio cam for. You know? Got a monitor right here. I'm looking at it. Oh my. You should see my studio picture. Somewhere in Time with Art Bell continues, courtesy of Premier Networks. All right, here's another fax. Dear Art, yes, the Antichrist is in fact a woman. I know, because I was married to her. No one's figured out the triple six yet. The answer's in the Bible. When Satan was cast out of heaven, one-third of the angels were cast out with him. When Judgment Day comes, a third of humanity will ascend to heaven. The remaining two-thirds will belong to Satan. Okay, write out two-thirds in decimal form. I get it. Good show, Art. Chris in Pocatello, Idaho. And, um, well, all right, then I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Let's find out if it could be true. All right? This final hour, this final hour is reserved, my Antichrist line is reserved for females only. Females only who think they're the Antichrist. That's what we're going to do. Let me repeat it so you all get it out there. Females only. Area code 702-727-1222. Females only. That way we'll find out if there are any out there claiming to be the Antichrist. That's it. Females only. Are you listening? West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Well, this is a good shot, Art. Yes, sir. Uh, can I give you my perspective on this? Uh, absolutely. This very unusual. Sure. I believe that uh, I was sitting in a jacuzzi with two friends, and for some reason I came up with a question. And I said, who is the most evil person you guys know on this planet? And what did you know, they say? That you know personally, not Hitler or something. Yeah. And they both said, I am, at the same time. Really? And, and, you, were in, the, and you were in the hot tub with both of them? Right. And, <laughs> and I wiped the sweat from my brow, and I said, gee, I thought it was me. And basically, there's good and evil in every human being. Right. And that's what this is about. And it's in varying degrees. Nobody on this planet is 100% evil or 100% good. Right. Well, and, except perhaps... Well, Antichrist yes. is, is those, think of the word, against Christ. I, I've thought of it, yeah. And there's a lot of things against Christ. I bet you got out of that hot tub quick. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> We're all friends. Well, and it the, was bird, you know what they say, birds of a feather <laughs> take hot tubs together. <laughs> Well, well, we're all growing. You know, we're, we're kind of seeking people, as is everyone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone seeks. <laughs> you know, I but, know. But uh, everyone... I know, but to put them on tables and probes and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, your show has a lot of food for thought. Uh, it, it does. And but, some uh, of it is rather indigestible, some of it digestible. Um, this is a true story. Remember the person called earlier and said there was a fake astronaut? <laughs> it's true. Let me read this to you. 
It's from uh, my friend Robert, who sent it from KQMS, AP. NASA's got some egg on its face. That after the arrest of a 48-year-old pilot for allegedly uh, talking his way into some of the space agency's most secure areas with a long list of phony credentials. Jerry Whitridge is accused of repeatedly claiming that he was an astronaut, a CIA employee with a lifetime appointment and a Medal of Honor winner. Investigators say he used a fake resume to gain access to a naval flight simulator, sit at the console of mission control at the, at the Marshall Flight Center, and receive non-public technical material about the space shuttle. You've got to be kidding. He was arrested Sunday after using his false credentials in email exchanges with an official of the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> he was seeking clearance to uh, fly a T-45 aircraft. NASA has yet to comment on his arrest. <laughs> Incredible. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Um, yes. Um, I was just wondering about the... Um... Turn, turn your radio off. That's number one. Before you can wonder at all, you've got to have your radio turned off. Right. Now you can wonder what. I was wondering um, how a woman might know that she is the Antichrist if she thought she was. I guess the same way a guy would know. I mean, you know, the evil would speak to you or something. Right? I was thinking it might be Alyssa Milano. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because, I mean, she brings up certain feelings. Well, yeah, but you could say that about a lot of good-looking women, right? Oh, yeah, I guess you could. Temptation. Um, so, is the Antichrist, if she is a female, is would she be an attractive woman? That's a really good question. I would think probably yes. Um, so, I was just thinking, like... There was an old song, uh, Marry an Ugly Woman. You remember that? No, Way back in the 50s, so you probably don't remember it. Marry an ugly woman. Make an ugly woman your wife. You'll be happy for the rest of your life. Huh. I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the song said. Well, I was thinking, um, you know, the Papa Smurf. The what? Papa Smurf from the Smurfs. The Smurfs? Yeah. I mean, the Papa Smurf, he kind of had, like, control over the whole group. I was thinking maybe... People behind that show, maybe they have something to do with the Antichrist. May well be. Who knows? Thank you. The Antichrist line. You're on the air. Hello there. I hear you. I hear you. Waiting for me to call all morning. And I'm here. And I'm here. What is it you want to ask of me, Mr. Bell? What are your plans? My plans, Mr. Bell. My plans, Mr. Bell. 
be that way, and I shall rule supreme over it all, Mr. Bell. Oh, that's enough of that one for me. Oh, man, where did he get that sound in the background? That was kind of realistic. That was a really eerie sound, wasn't it? East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, uh, this is Jess from Minneapolis, Minnesota. How you doing, Jess? Hey, okay, how you doing? Well, uh, I'm not sure at the moment, actually. I mean, the show goes on, but that was a pretty weird call. Anyway, what's up? Well, uh, a few comments. Um, I was just thinking that uh, since Jesus appeared to have a... Uh, essence of a female in him the antichrist would be a female with the essence of a male yeah same thing well with the essence of you mean uh, like a guy in touch with his feminine side you mean something like that as opposed to what people like to call a soul which doesn't actually exist could easily be hail satan oh see i know hail satan huh? i haven't heard that since you know who was on the air Hail Satan. Mm -mm. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. <laughs> Digestive difficulties. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Uh, yes, Art. Yes. Um, I came across something tonight when your show was on about the Antichrist, and it makes me almost as crazy as some of the people you've got calling in, <laughs> which really concerns me. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm just going to have to think about whether or not I should listen to your shows anymore. Well, I tell you, maybe not. Well, I was, I was, uh, sitting uh, at a distance from my computer listening to the uh, different callers, and after the first caller, yes, you had come on, uh, the young, the young man with the, the injury to his head or whatever. Uh, not not an injury, a mark. Well, right, a scar, a scar. And and as a matter of fact, but a he scar. Was in, he was in an accident. A scar, right? a scar that went to the bone. Right, right. Well, you know, you told us before it started to kind of use our uh, uh, to discern. Yeah, try and try and listen to the different ones. And right, and really, he he was the only one that I that I felt might have been credible, and I felt I really did feel sorry for him that he, he might be up against that. But as I was looking at my computer screen, uh, we have Windows 95 with the uh, clouded sky background. Oh, yeah. There's an image in that, and it, I saw it tonight, and it's a face of a man. You saw this in your Windows 95? Yes, it's there right now, and I think other people can see it. And it, that makes me sound crazy. And I, I question whether or not I should call and tell you because I've already talked to you tonight. So I thought the uh, if I thought if I could get through again, maybe. Oh, you're not supposed to be on twice. So you're I'm sorry, but this is you know. All right, all right. Well, all right. I've got to get off the line. Um, you're not supposed to call twice. Uh, think of all the people trying to get through. But if uh, your message nevertheless made it through, so look at your Windows 95 screen and see if you all see a face there. <laughs> Figures it'd be there, right? Uh, first time caller line. You're on the air. Hello. This is first time caller line? Um, well, I'm sorry. No, that's, of course that's incorrect. Where's my head? I now you're really on. I'm glad I finally got through because I wanted to clear a few things up. Okay. Okay, listen. 
All that stuff they were talking about before. I mean, now, let me ask you something about the nature of demons and devils and the rebellion and all that. Have you ever thought to ask their side of the picture? All the time, Why do they yeah. do what they do? All the time. Are you Now, look, now this is the Antichrist line. Do you claim yes, I am the Antichrist. You are. Yes, I am the uh -huh. representative of the serpent faction on this planet. Okie dokie. Now, I want to explain a few things. Please, okay? please. Okay, now, you're quite familiar with Zachariah Stitchin, right? Stitchin, Stitchin. You know, the Anunnaki. Not Stitchin. That. that sounds like somebody's okay. sewing. It's Stitchin. I'm going to give you a little history lesson. All right, give me some history. When humanity was created, they were created mainly to be slaves, to work in the mines and do the bidding of the gods. We of the serpent faction, we rebelled against that idea. We didn't like the idea of creating people to be slaves. You don't like, like well, in other words, you don't like work. Well, not that. You see, humans were really never meant to be intelligent or to have any kind of creativity. They were meant basically to be servo mechanisms that do the bidding of their gods. We sabotaged that by teaching you ethics. Mm. And by doing that, well, you got kicked out of the garden, so to speak. You know, I never thought of it that way. Well, it's funny, huh? can't believe everything you read. Well, I don't know if it's funny, but it is worth considering. You know what's really ironic? It, is, it was the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the giving of ethics that was our undoing. Mm-hmm. Knowing the knowledge between, knowing knowledge between good and evil. Yep. And you also notice, if you read the book of Genesis, yes. they bragged that they kept you from the knowledge of the tree of life. That's right. Because if you had good and evil, you see, God, that the, the God the Christians believe in really isn't God at all. It's just some alien. And, well, if you have knowledge, you wouldn't be good slaves. Well, if there's not the God that the Christians believe in... I didn't say there wasn't a God. Oh. I'm just saying that... Oh. No. What they believed in was actually an imposter. You see, there was an ancient group called the Gnostics. Are you familiar with them? I am. Well, they knew that. But, of course, they kind of got killed for knowing that. And uh, we're basically, you know, all these other people have been calling in, saying that they're the Antichrist. Well, they're just the pawns of the B faction. That's the guys we're working against. Really? Yes. So all these other guys... Well, they're just, if they're lucky, they're just schizophrenic dudes. Huh. If they're unlucky, they're really dealing with something. Whereas you are the real McCoy. Yeah, basically. Well, it's kind how, of how long, how long? basically any, any person of our faction, Art, that speaks out against them, against the B faction, will be labeled the Antichrist. How long have you known this? Oh, I've known this since I was about, oh, ten years old when I started getting past life memories of living on other worlds. And doing what? Well, that's kind of complicated. See, my past life memories tell me that, you know, this little situation you're in now with your planet? Which one? Well, how everything's kind of spiraling down. You see, it's quite natural for intelligent species to get to this sort of point and blow themselves up. But the reason that is the case is that, are you familiar with the term astral parasite? Well... Astral parasite. You know what an astral parasite is? I know what a psychic vampire is. It's basically the same thing. You see, have you ever wondered why the gods all put so much importance as to which god you believe in? They do put a lot of importance. Well, the reason for that is because human psychic energy to these beings is the equivalent of heroin. 
And by believing in a specific deity, you're sending psychic energy in a specific direction. And the whole point of religion is to harvest that energy. You see, these beings, they feed off of your emotions and they feed off of your souls. And that's why things like what happened at Jonesboro occur. You know, to these astral parasites, you know, freaked out kids gunning people down is just absolutely delicious. It's why there's so much violence going on in the Middle East. And it's why that this cycle of violence never seems to end. But you are the orchestrator of all this. No, no, no. You see, that's where you bought into the propaganda of the B faction. We're the ones trying to get rid of those guys. You see, what they did is in, 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 in the intelligence community, they have a term called transference. Transference. Which basically is blame the other guy for your crimes. And that's what they've been doing to us for thousands of years. You see, all of your religions, well, not all of them, but most of your religions are basically B-faction propaganda. Hmm. And there's a lot of B-faction propaganda. Is that like a B-movie? No, the B-faction, you see, we're the serpent faction. The B-faction, the whole point of the B-faction is they try to set up a kind of hive mind. Okay, you understand what I'm getting at? Of course. Okay. I saw Dark Skies. Actually, I was in. Well, Dark Skies was actually a pretty good movie. Well, there, you know, high well, you mind, see, I know. There was an exoteric side to that show that's often not missed. You notice the the creatures that went inside people's heads and all? Yeah. That was really metaphorical for the soul and for spirits in general. And then they also talked about, okay, the cult of the light. Do you remember that? The cult of the light, yes. Okay. Have you noticed that that light seems very similar to the light people see after death? Ah. Now you're getting the picture, aren't you? You yes. see, that light that people see after death, that is an astral parasite. And that is why John Lear said he's not going to go to it, because the shadow government found this out. But they really just don't know how to tell anybody. Because, of course, as soon as they do, they'll well, get sure. labeled as what? The Antichrist. Well, that's absolutely correct. There's no way they could tell people that. No way. But they're slowly coming out with it. If you watch a lot of the commercials and movies and stuff like that, they're slowly coming out with the truth. All right, look, we're out of time, so there's only time for a final, final word from you to the masses. Hmm. All I gotta say is, don't take any wooden nickels, <laughs> figuratively speaking. <laughs> and uh, I guess good morning. <laughs> All right. Don't take any wooden nickels. All right, I'm going to be strict about it now. My Antichrist line for the balance of the program is restricted to females. I mean that. Females, I'm going to be tough. <laughs> we haven't had any all night long. They've all been male. And that just isn't fair. So I'm now restricting it, and I mean it this time, to females. Good morning, everybody. From the high desert, this is Coast to Coast AM. This is Premier Networks. That was Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM on this Somewhere in Time.
That would certainly be, that would be true. That would be true. So it could be many. There is many. So then a lot of the people who called tonight could be real. Yes, very much so. And would you be one of them? I'm not saying that. Well? I will not reveal my identity. Why not? Because I'm a deceiver of very many. Like the Black Widow. You could say that. I did. You could say it again if you want to. Like the Black Widow. All right. <laughs> um, so that uh, some might relax and some might worry, what portion of the country are you in? West Coast. Well, it figures. Doesn't it? Yeah. You've been operating there, uh, living there for a long time? Um, I've lived on the West Coast all my life, yes. Mm-hmm. What age, uh, roughly, are you now? Mm, could say I'm 42,000 years old. 42,000 years old. Mm, could say that. You're like everybody's ex-wife, huh? Oh, never been married, thank you very much. <laughs> well, I didn't mean that literally. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd also like to say, to the person who said about abortion... Yes? Very much against it, thank you. Very much against it? Yes. You too. So so there's agreement here on Any my... child or embryo not knowing good or evil mm. will go to the Lord unless that child has a chance to know good or evil. Now, it's surprising to me that somebody like yourself, who probably weaves webs in her spare time, would say that when we have representatives of the Catholic Church who say just the opposite can occur. Any child... It's a mixed-up world, I'll tell you. But I don't have to tell you. Good or evil... Goes to him. Yeah. Whew. 
if that child has no chance to know good or evil, just like Adam and Eve had no choice until they bit into the fruit of good or evil. See, now, that's the way I always figured it. But, you know, you share different stories. Hmm. What's a person to believe? But uh, people who only live here for a hundred years, what do they know? Yeah, what do they know? It's right. Short lives, whereas you have had the overall sort of 42,000-year overview. Yes, and experience means everything. <laughs> All right, well, I sincerely appreciate your contributing all of this this morning. Oh, thank you. You take care. Hmm. There was a little something about her voice, wasn't there? Wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Good evening or good morning. Good morning, actually. You're going to have to speak up good and loud. You're well, not I would, I, I've been listening to you for about three years now, and I wanted to, first of all, agree with the gentleman that called earlier regarding the serpent class. And before this conversation is over, you'll see that the Christians and the other religionists are really the Antichrist. The Christians are actually the Antichrist? They really are. They really are, and the other religionists. And it's a very, it's very easy to prove. All the state, the normal, uh, regular, popular religions are actually anti-religion. Here's how you can, here's how you can uh, easily understand it. Now. Uh, the devil or the Antichrist opposes God, right? Opposes God. Now, let's find out where can we find God. We find God in the creation, right? So anything that comes along and opposes the creation and tries to throw, overthrow the laws of the creation... Like Darwin. ...is against God. Like Darwin, right? Ah, no, like the Christians. Let me show you. They but, say... But Darwin argued with creation. Darwin said baloney, not creation. Okay, watch this. Evolution. Okay, now let me show you how the Christians are more evolutionists than Darwin. Evolution says that a lower species give rise to a higher one, right? We, they, evolution says that, say, a monkey can give birth to a human. But we see that humans only give birth to other humans. Now, the Christians say a human gave birth to a god. That's evolution. Simple. We see in the universe that... But it was an immaculate conception. Oh, okay. Where do we see that in the universe? See, we see God's universe saying one thing, and then the Antichrist or the Anti-God saying something totally different from what God's universe says. Here's another example. Very easy to see. We see the life cycle in every situation from, from atoms to galaxies. We see stars being born, stars die, humans, ants, dogs, roaches. Everything has a life cycle to it. Yep. The Christians say not so. What about that last lady who's been here for 42,000 years? How about well, that? Well, okay, well, well, we'll, we'll just stand by and watch that one. But they say no, we have a situation where a human being died and rose again and is living forever. But we don't see that the conservation laws say, uh, 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 speak against that. Now, there is a God, and, and we can see from uh, physics that there had to be a creator. The, 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 equation, the mathematical equation, force is equal to mass time. Well, we don't see that. We, no, that's not quite true. Look, I appreciate your call. We don't see from the math and from the, uh, uh, the theory of the Big Bang that there is a creator. You, you're certainly able to lean toward that explanation because the physicists throw up their hands and say, I don't know. 
we can talk about anything after the Big Bang. But before the Big Bang, we don't know. They threw up their hands. So you can imagine it. You can't yet prove it. Maybe someday. On my Antichrist line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Dad. Dad? Mm-hmm. Dad? I've been waiting for you to call me. You have? Mm-hmm. Have you been getting my letters? Have I been receiving your letters? You've been writing to me? Mm-hmm. This is Leia E. Oh, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I know who you are. Yeah. Am I, I really the Antichrist? Well, what do you think? I don't know. I think that I've been tricked. By? By Daniel. Daniel Brinkley. Mm-hmm. Um, this lady has been sending me faxes, actually, not letters, right? Mm-hmm. About Daniel. Mm-hmm. And you think that Daniel did you wrong somehow? Oh, that's what he tells me. He tells you that? Mm-hmm. Do you have a mind of your own? Um, <laughs> next question. <laughs> what do you mean, next question? You know, that's a fair question. Do you have a mind of your own? Um, I'd like to think so. Well, then what do you think? Um, I don't know anything about the Big Bang Theory. That's all right. <laughs> if you don't have to, The world of, is made up of lots of little bangs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I've got to go. Mm-hmm. I wish you luck in your quest. Okay. All right? All right. Take care. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from June 2nd, 1998. Here we go again. On the Antichrist line. You're on the air. Hello, my name is Pat. Hi, Pat. And I live at Lizard Haven where the critter meets the glitter. Where the critter meets the glitter. But it's just another place in the desert. You know, I always suspected probably you would be in the desert. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the desert is about the only place that you can escape from people like all those people who have been calling, saying they were the Antichrist, when all they're doing is playing the same old game of religion. You know, they're all quoting the Bible, and uh, as you probably know, the coin has two sides, and a game has two players. Um, Well, they, they, they weren't all quoting the Bible. Well, yes, they were. They might have been for or against it, but they were all... They'd all been studying the same manuscript. Using it one way or the other. Exactly. I see. Oh, and, and, and there, here's the the idea of, here's a book that a bunch of people wrote, and now we'll argue about it forever, and that's the way we'll waste our lives. All right. Well, so what is your attitude about it? Well, it's um, you can get people arguing, and that stops anything from ever happening. And to my mind, that means Christ hasn't really done much of a good job. 
if almost everybody who calls himself a Christian is looking down their nose at somebody else, they're demeaning people, they're... Um, Fighting and arguing and killing. Yes, and, and starting wars. And so, basically, I think the uh, going with the two sides of a coin... You mean that isn't what a good Christian does? That, that is what a good Christian does, and, and I don't think we can blame Christ for it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's what he had in mind. But whatever he had in mind, he did, it didn't work. He obviously didn't have the power to get people to do what, like the Sermon on the Mount, all that stuff he told them to well, do. Well, what do you... Well, I think that it's like people who are in love or they're mad, okay? What they're, basically, they're feasting on the emotion of the same game. And I think that the, to be anti-Christ is to be indifferent to the game. And probably to be indifferent to the pleasures of creation. When you think that everything's wonderful out there and you go for it and you work for it. Is that you? Well, I'm kind of... Are you indifferent I'm to the creation? Indifferent. Uh, yes, and I wish that I weren't, but that's when I was about 11.15 tonight, last evening, realizing, listening to these people, realizing it's just they're either enthused about biblical stuff or they're, they've turned against it, but they're all focused right in on it, and they're not looking at what's real. And so you're sort of totally unenthused one way or the other and anti well, based if, on if, that, it, if it were working, you could maybe, you know, be enthused to a degree, you know, based on the fact of things working or, or people doing things that progressed, but uh, it isn't happening. Now, there was a day in this country when you could open phone lines and, and ask people who believe they are the Antichrist to, to call, mm -hmm. and you would get nothing. I know. Nothing. I know. Now... Well, now I, I, the, the phone lines, the phone companies are probably getting uh, some of the relays are probably going belly up because so many people are calling. And what do you make out of that? Well, what I make out of that is, in the old days, everybody thought they were on one side. Okay, it's it's the side of of everybody was the, pro the Bible, pro the Christian, or else maybe they were actually living real life, you know, inventing things or planting gardens. Yeah. Today, they wait for everything they need to come out of the wall. You know, electricity, water all comes out of the wall. And they argue about things that are actually meaningless in real life. <laughs> and um, it's, you know, when you sit back and look at it, you become appalled. And I think that I, Christ has obviously failed. He is not effective. He didn't have the power to change anything. And neither do I. And I think that that makes Christ and Antichrist the two sides of another game of ineffectiveness fascinating all right fascinating i i appreciate your call thank you thank you take care Whew. she had it pretty well together didn't she on your point of view wild card line you're on the air hello yes this hello. is the first time i've called you is it yes i haven't been listening to your show very long but i really enjoy it <clears throat> and I wanted to talk to you about the Antichrist. Yes. You know, I don't think the Antichrist is going to call you not the true Antichrist. Well, on your now, now see, there's no on your line. You, there's no way you can know that, though, is there? Yes, there is. How? Because the Antichrist is not going to admit he's the Antichrist. Why not? Why not? Uh, why, why, uh, the Antichrist would have arrogance and ego. So he, why? Why not? 
he or she would be like the serpent that got there was, there was somebody that called earlier that sounded just like Christopher Walken to me. <laughs> kind of an arrogant, uh, hey, that it's me, you know. Antichrist. That yeah. would be somebody who would want you to believe they were the Antichrist. The Antichrist would be someone who would, wouldn't want you to know they were the Antichrist and wouldn't want you to know what their plan was. Well, what better way to do it than to come on here and sound silly and admit it? Everybody discounts it, right? That's right. Uh -huh. So the true Antichrist is out there making people believe that they're spreading love and turning Christians against each other. Well, did you hear the lady that was just on before you? Yes. The fighting, the killing. It's well, all. You see, those are all signs of the end of time. Those are God's signs. Those aren't the signs of the Antichrist. Well, I don't know. I guess it depends on on how you read the signs. That signpost up ahead. <laughs> East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. Uh, good show. Interesting program. Yes, I'd like to clarify something for you. you how often do you actually get call-in shows with the Antichrist? Never. That's true. I'd like to, to clarify something. You mentioned the Immaculate Conception. As a Roman Catholic, I'd like to clarify this. You made a mistake. The uh, Immaculate Conception refers to the birth of the Blessed Mother, not the birth of Christ. The Blessed Mother was conceived without sin, and the Immaculate Conception is uh, another name for the Blessed Mother. She stated when she appeared in, in a visitation at Fatima, I am the Immaculate Conception. She's the only human being that was ever conceived in the womb of her mother, St. Anne, without uh, inheriting sin from Adam and Eve. Well, tell me this. Would the Antichrist have a belly button? I, I, I think that's, that, that'd be conjecture on my part. I don't think I'd want to do that. Well, I mean, go ahead, conject for me. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know and I don't want to know. It is a critical question. I mean, we, we all know what the belly button, what it serves. Well, I think that whoever this, whoever this Antichrist is, uh, is probably born to the world uh, uh, just like anyone else. And I, I think it's just probably taken over by some evil, uh, uh, some, some evil entity. You could probably ask Father Malachi Mark to probably answer that question for you. But I, I still, I'd like to, like to reiterate this, that I hear this mistake all the time. The Immaculate Conception mm -hmm. refers to conceived without sin. The Blessed Mother did not hear uh, original sin from Adam and Eve because she was to carry Christ. Uh, that was the incarnation of Christ. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And all right. Well, um, I appreciate that, uh, Correction, and I've been suffering under that same misconception, I guess, all my life. <laughs> yes, well, I hear this all the time. Uh, I'm sure. Tim Russert uh, made this explanation on television just about two weeks ago on his show. Did he? Uh, because people are always calling, they're, they're referring to artificial insemination as a macro conception. It has nothing to do with that. Macro conception only refers to one individual, one individual only. That's the Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay. Holy I, I've got it. I've got it. Okay. I appreciate it. Take care. And good morning on my Antichrist line. You are on the air as time runs out. More ways than one. No, you're not. <laughs> Whoever it was couldn't handle it or just hung up at the wrong moment. On my Antichrist line, you're on the air as time runs out. Uh, let me turn my radio down. Well, all right. Drop the phone on my head or something. Hello? That hurt. I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh... I know who the Antichrist is in the form of a female. In this case, it's a group, and it's the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls? Yes. If you look at well, their the names... Well, the Spice Girls are no longer whole. Right. 
They're now missing one of their members. So That's Ginger. Yeah, that's right. So how, without Ginger, how could they be well, completely evil? Okay. There was five of them. Yep. Ginger's leaving. A new one will replace them. That'll be the sixth. The sixth spice. Girl. Right. Ginger's name was six letters. And then they have one by the oh, name Oh, my God. Harry. I never thought of that. Yes, and they have one. Yes, and scary. Six letters. Yes. There were yes. only five, but now there will be a sixth Spice Girl. Right. And and do you expect her to have six letters in her name? Yes. And she'll be wearing a bikini, which is six letters. A bikini. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is too much for even me. It is the Spice Girls. Well, I appreciate the clarification. And they are taking over Dreamland. Are they? <laughs> as far as I can see. If they want it, they can have it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, goodbye. We really are about out of time. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Going once, going twice. Yes. Whoa, you are there. Hello. NASA is the Antichrist. NASA is the Antichrist. NASA is evil. NASA they don't tell evil. us things. They go out there and do things. Why do we stop exploring the moon? How can we have possibly have known anything there is to know about the moon by now? Well, I don't know. Look, I'm out of time. Tell everybody good night. Okay, across the country from coast to coast, this is the Art Bell Show, the greatest show in the world. Good night! That's <laughs> uh, the only one that's ever had an Antichrist line. See you later, everybody, from the high desert. Good night. Good night.